Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by Mubi, a curated streaming service dedicated to elevating great cinema. For your free 30-day trial, go to mubi.com slash filmstage. back ladies and gentlemen to a brand new episode of the film stage show the movie review podcast with filmstage.com as always i'm your host brian j rowan with me today we have robin barr he is mighty okay uh we also have uh bill graham yeah bro oh, god i fucking hate this episode already this is not a good time <laughs> for me you know what's funny I was just so my brother's here, um, and I'm recording in the guest room. So what's funny is that the longer this episode goes on, the more my brother, who's been at like a music arts and gaming festival all weekend, is going to have to wait to go to bed. Good, so let's anyway, fuck him up. Yeah, and I let's told fuck him, him up. I told <laughs> him classic. I, I saw a picture, like a still from this movie, while I was looking at up trailers and I was like, I don't remember this happening in the movie. And then it turned out it was part of like the first hour, which I'd apparently completely forgotten. So this is going to be a terrible episode and everyone should turn it off. And I'm sorry immediately. And our guest today is DJ Mecca. An honor. <laughs> I love it. I love the sound cue. Um, I love this movie, so I'm happy to be here. Favorite movie last year. That's excited to like, talk about. Why, right? Like that's not. No, it's a full fact. Look at my letterbox. Love it. Love love. Look the first... at my letterbox. Love like, the first. Look at my one. transcript. <laughs> love the first one. Can't wait to dig in. Love oh, the world. An honor. The wor- the world. All right, we're gonna. Ha- yeah, it's gonna be. I should have drank more today. Listeners, I, can you fathom a world where someone disagrees with Brian Rowan? Yes, that just oh, doesn't make any sense. Oh my God, what would it be like if he had to live in a world where people had different opinions than I him? Just, oh this is one God. of those movies where I'm just like, it's impossible to have a different opinion. It's so evidently wrong. Like It's like, I think I'll build a house in that volcano. Like, no, that's not a difference of opinion. You'll die. Anyway, I'm looking forward to I don't know to what you're about talking about, and I, yeah, no, I'll take and it as I an insult. I don't care to. <laughs> Did you say you don't know what I'm talking about? You'll take it as an insult? I'll take it as a direct shot and an insult, and here we go. Yeah. All right, no, good. This is I'm how the kidding. feud between our two great families begins. <laughs> There's a, Well, no, the feud has always existed, so here we go. Let's exacerbate it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, every once um, in a while, it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like I also love that obscure movie that like true. no one else saw, it's and then true. it's like, oh, Bridges, we should be friends. That's true. Bridges have been built and then burned uh, over the years. So it's I thought you were about to say like Twenty One Bridges is one of those movies. <laughs> well, I do. I do really like Twenty One. Twenty One Bridges, Bridges so. is great. So hey, there we go. Okay, let's let's keep it positive. I love it. We're shutting down the island anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's in fact the that song uh, "Mask On" I think by Future is like big on TikTok, and every time I hear it, I'm like, hey, that's the Twenty One Bridges trailer. Sure iconic yeah it's that's a great trailer um i saw that movie with my brother bringing it all back tying it together what are we talking about here uh everybody knows who dan mech is yeah yep uh, b-side the b-side what about our audience 
uh, our audience knows who Dan Mecca is. What, like, what, are you, Robin? When I, I said everyone, I hosted, didn't I? I hosted an episode like like a uh, month ago. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe they You've didn't been a guest to that like forty six. Well, no, Dan Mecca is my name. The the uh, the B side podcast. I, I is start, my game. Yeah, start, for the love of God, I, please finish the ritual. I started this. Uh, I started this <laughs> website with Jordan of forty seven thousand years ba, ba, ba. ago. What website? <laughs> the film stage.com um for all your for all your niche uh movie needs um yeah and that's why because it's about niche films we're talking about avatar the way of water the way of water it's all right yeah next week we'll come back with some crazy ass movie that no one's heard of just like when we followed up uh end game with beneath the silver lake under the the silver lake yeah yes i'm sorry yes (laughs) you don't even know what movie i love that movie too but i cannot remember what uh adjective was used to describe where they were um it would be not not an adjective but a preposition yeah i'm tired i've had a Uh long day this is like i already said this is gonna be a bad episode so here we go um, so let's let's talk about it. Uh, find us on Twitter at Film Stage Show, Facebook The Film Stage Show, email us podcast at filmstage.com, and of course, uh, give us a comment rating on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you use. In addition, uh, you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash the film stage show. For as little as $1 an episode, you get access to our Slack channel where you can talk with a bunch of drunken reprobates all the time about all kinds of stuff and you get first crack at all of our uh, movie raffles from the film stage in uh, in addition to that we are sponsored by Mubi. Mubi is a curated streaming service that's dedicated to elevating great cinema from iconic directors to emerging auteurs there is always something new to discover with Mubi, each and every film is hand selected it's like your own post It's like your own personal film festival, streaming anytime, anywhere. The film of the day today is Lady Macbeth. So I wanted to take a second to talk about that. This movie stars Florence Pugh, who broke into the mainstream at age 21 with her revelatory and transfixing performance in William Oldroyd's Lady Macbeth. Period piece meets thriller in this adaptation of Nikolai Leskov's 1965 novella, resulting in an uncompromising and subversive story of female revenge. So you should check that out. I've actually Movie always, fucks. I love this movie. I've always wanted to see it. I remember being into it when it came out, but I never got a chance to watch it. And now I highly is. recommend it. It's great. Florence Pugh is this is like the movie that she totally broke out for me and i was just like team pew as soon yeah, as yeah i'm, as soon I'm as like vaguely in love with florence pew so i'm excited oh well you movie. gotta see it i know i mean after uh she was in the movie of the summer don't worry darling i don't even know if that came out in the summer that was you remember, movie do you remember when she was September. in do you remember when she was in the commuter oh i do <laughs> she's like the young gal who yeah like is like a suspect for a scene i believe yeah yeah, doesn't she have like multicolored hair? Yeah, I think she's like a punk, you know, like a yeah. little goth punk. That literally commuter. might be the movie where I saw her and I was like, uh oh, <laughs> I think I'm in love with this woman. Well, Outlaw King, she's pretty good. I in never that saw movie. that. You know what, Brian? Outlaw King? That's made for Brian. That's made Is for it? Roan. 
it's like the Scottish, isn't it? Robert the Bruce. It's like, I don't know. It's like right next to Ireland. And I feel like oh, Chris, you know. Pine, it's right next to Ireland. Yeah. It's yeah. Just a short <laughs> skip across the water. Anyway. I mean, you know, it's right there. It's a great, no, it's a, it's an underrated movie. I think. Oh, it's directed by David McKenzie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I feel like that's a, that's a Rowan classic in the, in the, in the waiting. In it the, should in be, the, but apparently the Avatar The Way of Water was your number one film of the year. So I have to really re-examine and take a suspect. Why are you saying oh. apparently? It's not, it's not apparently. It's, I don't want to slander is. you. It is. It so is every, my number one movie of Every time I attribute a positive You don't have thing. to like qualify it. It's my number one movie of the year. I Allegedly. No, no, no Dan shame. Mecca my enjoyed the Avatar The Way of Water. Yes, more than any other 2022 movie. Been, That's why it it's has been one. said. Yes, I'll anyway. say it again. Yeah, all right. Uh, some other great stuff uh, that is coming to movie or has already come to movie. The Man Who Fell to Earth. Eh? David Very Bowie good. fans. Very good movie. If you're a fan of a guy named Panos Cosmatos, Beyond the Black Rainbow's on there too. No one. Very cool movie. Okay, great. No, it's a, that's a cool movie. It's, no, it's a cool. I like that. I like that more than uh, Mandy. I think. Yeah, um, Mandy. Yes. Yeah. Panos right. Cosmatos. I think Ch- the Cheddar, Cheddar Goblin is a continued disappointment in my life. So yeah, I really thought Panos's. that that thing was going to be a bigger part of that movie, given how much people wouldn't shut the fuck up about the Cheddar Goblin. Yes. Agreed. There's also something called Johnny Corn Cob. I don't know it. Neither do I, but it looks like a goddamn trip. So anyway, if you would like to check out any of those movies or any of the other movies that hit movie in the next 30 days, all you got to do is go to mubi.com slash film stage for a free 30 day trial of movie on us. So enjoy the hell out of that. So that's that. Um, I was going to say, hey, it's our first episode since the new year, but actually uh, we've got uh, Glass Onion that's coming out soon. So looking forward to that. If you want a really strong argument between what it means to be a conservative and what it means to be a Trumpist, then you've got a lot going for you. Yeah, if you want like a three minute tangent where we try to really like just figure out. That was more than three minutes. Yeah, that was way more than three minutes, Mimigo. (laughs) Was it? I don't know. I haven't listened back to that episode yet. Um, That's all I remember from that episode. <laughs> I remember I remember a lot of other things, and I'm not going to bring them up because I don't want to get into an argument again. Uh, we have so many more arguments to have. We are going to talk about Avatar, uh, The Way of Water, which is the newest film in the Avatar franchise, which is happening, uh, which is just wonderful. Um, Hell yeah. It's a sequel to 2009's Avatar Sure. Subtitle omitted. This movie, uh, which again, allegedly is Dan Mecca's favorite film of the year, um, brings us back to the the moon of Pandora. And it involves uh, Jake Sully and and Nef- Nair- 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 I know I'm I'm trying. All right. But I will you're, say you're, you are clearly not trying. Natiri. It's the easiest name. Of the I world, would have but... just let myself say Nefertiti if I wasn't trying. I really wanted to get that right. OK, good. Try, anyway, those are the only two character names that I will be able to say this entire time because I okay. have not learned any other character names. So you are making everyone... it crystal clear. Thank you. Everybody is fully aware. All you right. don't like it. Anyway, these two crazy kids had some crazy kids of their own and they're in trouble and they have to attempt to keep their family safe 
while also finding out all about a whole new awesome biome on the world of Pandora. And we're here to talk about it. But first, here is a snippet of the trailer for Avatar The Way of Water. Why do you come to us? I just want to keep my family safe. Treat them as our brothers and sisters. Teach them our ways. Keep up for us, boy. If you want All to. All right, that is part of the trailer for Avatar The Way of Water. A movie that is out in theaters now and is making as much money as most countries will see in an entire year. Um, let's talk about it. We begin, of course, I guess we should also, because this film podcast did not exist when the first movie came out. Very briefly, extremely briefly, say what our thoughts <laughs> were on the first Avatar and then give our nutshell thoughts for this newest Avatar. Let's begin with DJ Mecca. Um, well, thank you. I tried to hit the thing, but I had accidentally turned the the volume all the way down. So you get you get to not have to listen to the air horn. No, it's okay. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So James Cameron, sure, sure, big fan. He's definitely kind of one of my top directors. I've loved almost everything he's done, um, and and he's definitely an important kind of a filmmaker for me. Really, 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 really enjoyed and loved the first Avatar when it came out. Um, and yeah, I was always really looking forward to this sequel. And I know, you know, it was a long gestating thing. It's well documented. Cameron took a, you know, multi-year break after the first one to literally go down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, right? To like literally go as far down into the ocean as you possibly can. And then when he came, came back, him and like a team of five writers cracked the next four movies, whatever. And then they started filming them and then the, and then COVID and blah, blah, blah. So long time coming, obviously, but of a lot of jokes, what have you, I'm sure we'll get into all of it, but I was always really looking forward to it. And Avatar, the way of water did not disappoint. I like it a bit more than the first one. I look, I, you know, nutshell, nutshell thoughts are, I do love this world. Okay. I love the, Obviously, all of the visual elements are incredible. That kind of goes without saying. I think all the performers are better here than they, you know, the ones who have come back are better here than they were the first time. I think they're more comfortable in the space, especially Sam Worthington, um, who, who obviously got a lot of ire on the first go around. He seems way more comfortable this time around. Um, I love the Sigourney Weaver performance in this movie. I think that's getting weirdly under kind of appreciated for like how insane it is, what she's doing, which we can get into. And yeah, I think there's plenty to criticize in the world of derivative storytelling. But uh, frankly, like my opinion on that is, and I think Connor O'Donnell, my co-host on the B-side, tweeted something along these lines, is like the story is simple, almost in a, I think, an intelligent way so as to open up the world and make it easy to kind of follow along. I think there's so much happening here in terms of this is an original world he's building. And, you know, you, you can make all the jokes about, once again, the derivative nature you want, but like, there's a lot of 
things and a lot of terms and can you, you know call something new is, things is derivative original is that like a thing is star wars derivative so star wars is an original fantasy sci-fi that is a remake of the hidden fortress is that derivative yes is it original yes right i would say do, this do we do we agree like, i would no, say hang on, brian, no brian brian no brian no homage than derivative but, i think but, derivative but is inherently but wait like, a minute. Not a good thing. So then derivative is the wrong word. Pastiche, I'll say. I, I, I'm I, okay. not by saying derivative, I'm acknowledging the criticism. What I'm saying is what I find funny about the criticism specifically for this franchise is it's so specific to this original work. And I understand the pastiche you mentioned that I mentioned, mm. but I get a little confused when like, every fourth blockbuster is just a Joseph Campbell adaptation. Right. And the, you know, the American religion that has become star Wars once again is built off of like three Kurosawa movies. Right. And it's like, I have no problem with that. That's what stories are. Right. There's an evolutionary aspect to it. Right. You're building off of what, you know, like look at every single Steven Spielberg movie. You know what I mean? Once again, these are not criticisms. This is just, I'm acknowledging these things. So I always find it weird that like these movies for whatever reason get like specifically called out. I'll hear the white savior argument, I guess. I don't really get that either. We can get more into that. I mean, I get it to some degree. I think it's kind of a little reductive, but whatever point is really enjoyed it. Um, Excited to talk about it. Excited to hear kind of, you know, honestly, all the criticisms and kind of dig into it. So that's, that's where I am. All right. Kick ass. Uh, Bill Graham. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the original. Um, I really enjoyed it. I saw it, I think four times in theaters every single time in IMAX 3d. Um, I was absolutely blown away. I thought this is, this is the new way to see films, especially these big genre action blockbuster kind of movies. And then just about every fucking movie after that from what, 2009 on, uh, decided to do post-conversion 3d and it all looked like shit um the only ones that really did it well were like um how to train your dragon which i didn't see in theaters so miss that um i thought Coraline was great i thought it looked great um up look i don't need to be seeing something in 3d while i'm crying in the now, first Cor- five minutes Cor- Coraline like, just Coraline did come out before avatar just to say that but it yes. did okay yeah. all right nice also, it was um, shot for 3d wasn't it Yes, well, yeah, just, these just are like, these are good. Oh, these are just, good. You, you just like said, the original. We got avatar, shitty yeah. post conversions. Here are some good ones, and I just wanted to make sure that you meant like good 3D, not good post conversion. Right, 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 right. No, yeah, yeah good 3D. Um, and so there's been a few here and there, but for the most part, most of them are pretty trash. Um, my longstanding uh, opinion has been, uh, why the fuck do I want to see New York in 3D? Like I can go see New York in person. Like what the what the fuck are we doing? So you know, if if you got an alien world, go for it. But if you don't, if you're Avengers, right? Like stay away. Don't do that. That's dumb. Um, so yeah, that's been my opinion for a while. Um, I didn't ever seek out Avatar to see in outside of the theatrical experience until a couple of months ago, um, and. Upon rewatch, uh, quite enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say, nutshell thoughts on this one. 
I was definitely looking forward to it because, you know, it's cliche by now, but, you know, it's hard to bet against Cameron. And clearly the box office returns have shown that uh, as of right now, this film is a hit and it is winning and he's going to be making, I guess, three, four and five. Um, So hats off to him. Uh, Good luck. Uh, But as far as like my my own opinion about this movie i think i think there's some elements that really work i think there are some things that that look absolutely amazing uh, obviously the water effects are just outstanding i did see this uh just for full disclosure i saw this in just regular ass 3d um i don't know if it was like real d 3d or whatever the fuck but uh i did not specifically seek it out to go see it in imax um because i didn't want to have to deal with the high frame rate um because i was not very impressed with the hobbit and i've heard high frame rate has been very hit or miss it's like a 50 50 gamble um in terms of some people really like it and some people are like this is dumb don't ever like quit doing this so um didn't have to go through that didn't want to sit through that so i just sought it out in 3d and i thought the 3d effects were fantastic um in terms of the story, I think there is one main character that doesn't make a lick of sense, um, and he happens to be human. So uh, <laughs> if you go into this movie and you start watching him and you're like, oh, th- there's the one human. Oh, OK. I guess that's who Bill's talking about. Yes, indeed. Um, beyond that, I think the movie largely works, but I do think it has an issue where some of its simplicities are some of its simplicities are are not as as well done as the first film i feel like the first film its simplicities of character of of like arcs and things like that are a little bit easier to track but also a little bit more satisfying this film is a little bit more rougher around the edges i feel like um certainly the first film probably had a lot of editing um this film you know he's basically most likely been given carte blanche because he's been so damn successful and so you know again he earned that right but i feel like uh this needs a, a little bit of editing maybe a little bit more more time uh in the writer's room which apparently cameron has um other than that i I don't know uh we'll we'll get we'll get into talking about it i'm I'm excited about that for sure um i will say uh i'll I'll leave that for spoilers uh I'll, i'll write a note and then we'll save that yeah put a sticky up um all right robin Barr. so i liked it um my relationship with the first avatar is that I actually did not see it until September, 2022. Uh, when it came out initially, uh, there were some, there were some barriers to entry for me. First of all, uh, it was my senior year, uh, in college and it was not super easy to get to the mainstream theater. So because I was not so enamored with seeing it or just, it looked to me, it looks stupid. Uh, so I was just like, whatever, I'll just 
not watch this um, and, and watch it later. But I kind of decided, I don't know, pretty soon after that, after it left theaters, that if I was going to watch it, it would be in a large screen setting. And so I per, uh, specifically waited, you know, 13 years so that I could see it in the right setting because um, I was not going to watch this, you know, in my living room or whatever. Um, and my husband and I were like, made this deliberate decision. We're going to go to the movies. We're going to, you know, just sit down and do this. I would know if I was. Robin, can, can I ask real quick, since since this is a little bit a part of your experience with Avatar, yeah. how much how much did you like through cultural osmosis, like pull in from the original film, you know, over those 13 years? Like, did you oh. did you know a lot or did you know very little? I knew what the deal was. I mean, I read reviews pretty religiously, uh, you know, around 2009 I just kind of decided, you know, as a critic, this is something I should see. Um, this mm-hmm. is a, you know, considered one of a, I, I don't know if it's like a canon movie, but uh, it's a touchstone. Like, it is. It is for the technology and for the fact that it was one of the highest grossing films of all time. I felt like I really should see it. Um, and people do t- speak about it with certain reverence, um, at least when it comes to the the visuals, um, obviously there's been a lot of criticism about the story, which I will get into a little. Um, so, but uh, like many people, I have always been a little surprised at the maybe lack of fandom or rather not that it lacks fandom, but that I'm, I'm surprised it doesn't have a cohesive fan community or that the, or that the story or the film hasn't kind of branched out in other ways. Like where were the, Where's the Avatar team? Where were the TV shows? Where were the where was the merch? Where was the, where were the toys? Like maybe maybe those things were there, but not nearly as heavily as other proposed franchises. So so for a movie that really was you know one of the highest grossing films, made billions of dollars, outgrossed Titanic, which was a big deal back in you know '09, it mm-hmm. seemed to kind of disappear from the culture from from where I was sitting. Um, so. You know, I'm I'm glad that it has, uh, it it ha- seems the the sequel seems to have kind of blown past those naysayers. Uh, it's now the seventh highest grossing film of all time, um, as of today. So, you know, clearly I was wrong. I you know I I really was kind of wondering if it would be kind of some kind of bust, but obviously you know it hasn't. And I would rather movies be become big hits because that's in my my best interest. So I kind of went into this pretty skeptically and my husband and I went to see it at the movies, sat there for however long it was, three hours or whatever. Um, and we both walked out and I looked at him and I was like, I loved it. And then he looked at me and he was like, I also loved it. And we were both kind of surprised because we thought the other would think it was pretty dumb. Um, it's, it's, you know, whatever, visual masterpiece, blah, blah, blah. I actually liked the story. I know everyone goes around saying it's Pocahontas, it's Dances with Wolves. It is like who it's cares? A tropey uh, yeah. who cares? Movie, yeah. but yeah. when she, when Natiri, is that her name? When yeah. Natiri cradles the tiny human version <laughs> of her boyfriend, I was like, a thousand this is a moment. Were launched. <laughs> Lady Demescu is somewhere in the ether. It actually really worked for me. And I just thought the whole like industrial 
tech dystopia thing, like military, I don't know, neo-futurism, like that all kind of just worked in addition and in addition to, you know, whatever they're saying about environmentalism, blah, blah, blah. Like, who are you, Hayao Miyazaki? Um <laughs> Yeah, so I like that. And so I went into this kind of with with um, an open mind. And I would say that I personally think it's a visual and action masterpiece when it comes to the production design, the um, the graphics, just the visuals. You know, my husband completely disagrees. He says it looks like a Windows 95 screensaver. Your husband That's is That's fine. That <laughs> like, I, I know there's going right. to be <laughs> like a lot of... Right. <laughs> Okay, bro. Okay. I thought it looked really beautiful. Um, but I just I feel like the story was really faltering for me. It it just doesn't work as well. I had some issues with what they do with Sigourney Weaver's character. There's just like a lot of uncanny valley in this movie in a way that I did not feel about the first one. There's a character who is so outlandish that I was shocked that Cameron was allowed to do this and and if i say the character was someone named jungle to jungle i think that <laughs> you will know who exactly who i'm talking about um, i like how both you and bill just are like <laughs> it's not a spoiler i don't know why we're saying a fucking piece of shit and shit well, yeah be in it's, this it's, movie. it's the human like, character spider and that's not a spoiler right yeah like, like yeah. you guys okay, are like well, oh <laughs> he's like a twist it's like no he's and also very, just to be clear like spoilers not, i mean i love this movie but like I mean, spoilers are what I don't know. We can get into it. There's like quick. one death like, that I think would be a spoiler. Yes, that's a shocking. Yes, but it's like I oh, don't know. That spoilers. guy has. That guy has. I will be right, fucking whatever, murdered whatever. Pause, for plot pause, pause, written pause, on him pause. from the first. Just scene. pause. Let Robin finish, and then you can shit on this great movie all you want. All right, finish. go ahead, Robin. Um. So just saying, like, I did like it. I had a lot of issues with it. Some things that I found like actually shocking, like the inclusion of that character, because that is like like a visual disaster it's such um, a mistake <laughs> it's such a mistake and i think that eh, okay in 2022 i do think that cameron should have a better understanding of the colonialistic politics that he is wading into because there are racial things in these movies and yeah you can oh it's an alien world but but that's fucking disingenuous we know Oh, I'm, what, I'm excited to talk about this. We know what these stories are based on. We know that they're that these cultures, the um the Navi cultures, like they are based in indigenous cultures. Like, let's not fuck around with that. And right. you know, the fact that you're casting Kate Winslet to play what is essentially like a Maori village queen. Well, and like, and, and, and Cliff Curtis and, and Cliff Curtis is her husband. Yeah. And so okay. if you are yeah. going to what do you mean cool? Wait, 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 wait. What do you wait, Brian? What do you mean cool? The, the point I'm making is he is exactly what Robin's talking about, right? When we're talking about yeah, the, you're, so you're saying that like oh well, too. you've got one and the other no, 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 and they no, cancel no, each no, other no, out. No, like that no, doesn't... no, 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 no. What I am alluding to, and we can get into more later, is it's there are many different races represented among the tribes. Obviously, just like the first one, right? Zoe Saldana, Sam Worthington, right? That, that that we can get more into it, but I just think that argument loses a little bit of weight for me because the casting feels very diverse to me overall, right? But, but it's we not can... really supposed to be diverse if you're if you're hiring people to play an analogous character to like an indigenous person or 
like a, a colonized culture. Sure. Once I mean they are like Sam that, Worthington though, is but... hired to be like the dumb white guy. Sure. And he, you is. know, quote unquote becomes sure. a Navi. And you can yes. say that's whatever problematic. I hate that word, but like sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not because it's literally the plot of the movie and he like And that's put- why I feel oh, like fine. You are the one human being ever in the history of this planet and this franchise to become, you know, a native person. Sure. If that's like a, something that can happen technologically or biologically in this film, I will give it credit for that, but it's not like that is, that's not like a core aspect of the the people's lives. You know, they're, they're not taking in human people. And that's not, it's not like suddenly I decide I can become a Jewish and then I convert like that's, it's not really the what you can do as a Navi person. You're born into it. So I'm just saying, if you're mm-hmm. going to hire Cliff Curtis, maybe think about not hiring Kate Winslet. Because that or is like, going to seem like... I think it's a little... I, I, look, I, I, I know you disagree. Hang on, like wait a London minute. Town, you know, I think it's, a, I think it's a little... I do think... I mean, I understand the indigenous inspirations. I get it. But I think it's a little weird to be going down the rabbit hole of like prejudicial issues with, I mean, I know, I know Robin, you disagree, but what is a, a, a fiction like in, like, yeah, but it's it's a fiction that is completely based on. Okay. 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 To back up Robin's point. I think one of my major issues with this movie and the previous movie is that like, it's it's only through dint of their physiology that you are able to say that they're not because every it's not it's not original or new or novel enough to be like a shield because you're very clearly just like pointing at different Literally. groups of people on Earth and saying like this but seven foot tall and blue like especially again. If if the Navi in the first movie had all been Scottish, that would be a different story. But he very specifically went and hired like West Studi and a bunch of other people to be his like model minorities. And then in this movie, he puts them all on the islands and then gets Cliff Curtis in there. And it's just like, okay, man, but you need to like really expand the palette and do something nuts. Because this is just way too one-to-one with some real, honest-to-God people that live on Earth. And it's like when we were talking about Ryan the Last Dragon, where when we were talking about like how those different clans were like picking and choosing from different actual Asian cultures that exist on Earth, and how weird it was to see that grafted into a fantasy world. Like there is something uncanny well, culturally weird, about but- that. Weird, sure, but some people actually really like that. They felt like uh, many people from across like Southeast Asia or or who had family, or, I don't know, to have some, some heritage in Southeast Asia felt like represented because a lot of the times when we do pick and choose fantasy or when filmmakers pick and choose what fantasy realm, they do like a fake France. They do a fake England. Like mm-hmm. Mary England is a whole concept because of this. So I'd, I don't think there's anything wrong with sort of borrowing from those cultures to create some other kind of fantasy space. This um, writer, Naomi Novik takes, uh, you know, 
lore from like Poland and Lithuania and Russia, and she creates fantasy kingdoms for her um for her for her novels, which are fantasy um based and have dragons and things like that. I think that's okay. But so what it's are we a talking little bit about? different when you transfer this what I think it's fine to take to take inspiration and influence from cultures to create a fantasy space. What I struggle with is when you are making an effort to say, I know that I am for lack of a better word, appropriating, you know, this culture or using this culture as an influence. And I'm going to hire, you know, somebody who is actually, you know, from like a Maori background to play this character. And then you go ahead and cast people who are not from that background. It's like, it's, it's picking and choosing. And it also makes it seem that somebody like Kate Winslet is doing brown face when they put on a certain type of accent and <sighs> the accent really kind of throws me off. Like if we were just like saying just, like, Oh, yeah. this is just how they sound. I, it's like, Oh, okay, great. Like, what, what would, what would be the solution here? No, would it be just hiring? Would well, Brian, it be just hiring, like hiring nothing but white actors? Like, Honestly, is, is that the solution? I, why, would it to, like, why would I have to be white? Why not ha- hire more indigenous actors or more because more already actors. because of the casting of cliff curtis and and other people around his culture the metkayina now all of a sudden you're like well but kate winslet is a no-go and it's like okay so he can't work with one of his favorite actresses no just make Be- her someone else make her make her that like military there, there is, general that yeah, was in the movie Edie for Falco two seconds yeah get Carmela okay. Soprano <laughs> out of here and get Kate Winslet in there. First of all, the, the disrespect of, of, of Edie Falco, I don't know where that comes from. She's like an amazing actress, but okay. Nurse she's great in this. She's great in this. I, yeah, love I don't know what, we're, I don't know why. Smoking, we're, smoking a cigarette, smoking a cigarette. I don't know why we're, cigarette yeah, I don't with know her, her going out of shit on one of our great actresses, but okay. Um, Brian, why don't you go ahead and tell us why you hate this movie? Uh, I don't know because I watched it. Um, it. You are so patronizing. Keep going. Keep going. Because I watched it. Go ahead. Yeah, keep going. I watched it. Because yeah, um, I watched it. Go ahead. I I went to so I, I tried to I I was willing to give this movie a fair shake insofar as I spent almost thirty dollars on a ticket to this fucking thing. I was gonna see it in IMAX, high frame rate. Friday morning, I had a day off that a manager made me take because they realized I was about to lose a lot of uh, PTO because I hadn't used any during the year accidentally. And so I was like, on this precious day off, I shall go and see the, the I will figure out in, in the way that water is, you know, I'm going to check that out. And unfortunately, uh, the place I went to couldn't get their IMAX projector to work. I don't know how that happens. I assume they had like Thursday showings anyway. So instead I watched it on a normal screen, but still high frame rate, still 3d. Um, so that's, that was the, you know, I at least had that going for me. Um, I also saw an HFR. Yeah. High frame rate is garbage. I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I, I know that like I, I watched it for the Hobbit. I hated it. Watched it for Gemini Man. I don't remember. I just remember us making a lot of jokes on that episode about how like there were three different high frame rates and I watched it in like 48, <laughs> but not like 162. So I was like, oh, uh-huh. they technically saw like one third of the movie that you guys did. That was yes, fun. Yes. That was fun for me. Um, 
but this I was like, you know, oh, it's Cameron. He's got his stuff. I didn't really like the first one. I thought that the 3D was actually really well done. Um, I remember being, I like, and I also liked how much it led to the like world building because like there are still photographs in this world that are 3D. And I think that's like a cool thing. Like that's good thinking. I thought the story was derivative in the bad way. Um, <laughs> not pastiche. No, not pastiche. Not, not an homage. Mm. Not a like, not an interesting retelling. I just thought it was fucking dumb. But I, there was a part of me that's like, it's fine. We can make this dumb. At least it's like simple, and like there's a there's a there's a romance at the heart of it, which I didn't think worked. But at least it was like there. I don't know. There was something about the simplicity of Avatar. Where I was like, this man created some of the most impressive technology ever, and decided to tell a really 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 stupid story. Um. And it was over and I was like, okay, but like, what's funny, and this might just be me being like homo sapien centric. I just didn't give a shit about the Navi and I was more worried about the humans. I was like, clearly some shit's going down on Earth. In the first one? Yeah. Like what? what's happening? Like we need this unobtainium. Like it, it makes like, why aren't we pushing more what's happening on Earth to like drive the desperation of the human characters? Why are we just making it that like this dude with a golf club wants money? That seems really stupid. And I just, it was, it was such a stacked deck that I couldn't get into it, but I also still never fully like didn't want the humans to win. Wait, so just, just so I can understand this, you're criticizing these movies for being very clearly one-to-one indigenous repli, you know, replicants of, of it. And now you're saying that you didn't care about the Navi because you cared about the humans. Yeah. Cause so I'm didn't human. care because, because you didn't care about the indigenous people that they're so clearly copying. Is that what you're saying? It feels hypocritical. It feels hypocritical to me that you're being like, "Oh, it's offensive because they're so clearly Native American." Right, but and I'm now saying, you're, and now a, you're being like, "It's not a well-told like, oh, story." I only care so. about the white people, so it, that's a little weird. But okay, keep going. It's not weird because it's not a well-told story, and okay. it's so obviously, patently trying to do that thing that I just didn't care. And if you're okay, talking okay. about two different human civilizations fighting each other, and one of them is driven entirely by greed then yeah it's very easy to like watch the new world and be like these gross jamestown people are really fucking shit up for these cool naturals i wish that they would win and to feel bad after the battle happens when they don't and you know all the other stuff like that is a different thing than this movie opening and this dude being like the earth is dying and like, you know, uh, I've come here to like Pandora is our last hope. And I'm like, oh, shit, you've really put me on the side of this desperate race that will go extinct if we don't figure out how to extract the resources of this planet. Like, it's, it's just it's bad, unbalanced storytelling. And I can't care either way. So like when this movie opens, I was like, I am excited to see if he's going to address that tension. And he does not in a effective way it just is worse it's just worse and every like he the the humans are so comically evil that they feel like they're not even humans and and the other problem that i have with this movie is for the first part of it i was like sort of on board because i thought what we were doing is moving out of whatever the hell the first one was and into more of a classic you know, this is going to like Cowboys and Indians Western, but like we're with the native and we want them to win. And like, there's going to be 
train robberies and there's going to be stagecoach stuff and like, you know, cattle wrestling or something. And I thought that that would be cool to see that grafted on it. And then it freaking shifts super hard away from that for a stupid <laughs> <Free reason. Willy. laughs> into not even into free willy it just retells the first movie except this time there's an entire family of people who don't belong where they are and are getting told that they're not real and are getting told that like they're not true pe- and they have to prove themselves and like get their water wings or whatever and then if two and a half-ish hours or whatever into this three and a quarter hour movie, we introduced telepathic whales. And I was just like, I, I was like, fuck this. I can't. This is so I can dumb. I say that I, I laughed very hard during the scene. Where he where talks to the whale. There was like, where, not him, not not the character, but like when somebody has like a literal conversation with the whale where she's like, how's your baby? And the whale's like, it's I, great. I, the, what's, what's, I didn't feel, I, I laughed a couple times out loud in this movie. And the only reason I didn't feel bad is because there was no other reaction that my entire audience was having to it. Like there was no cheering. There was no clapping. If it weren't for my laughter, I, you know, you would think that our entire theater had been killed in a gas leak. And the high frame rate is atro- atrocious. It looks like a video game. It, it's it's awful. I think again, the world. It's not interesting. It just looks like a slightly different world, like uh, Earth. Like there's no biome in this that, in, except for the day glow nature of it, that really strikes me as interesting. Like even the animals just kind of don't make sense. Like there's these helicopter lizards, and I'm like, that's not an effective evolutionary. <laughs> way to get around those poor things have to like pivot their heads it doesn't seem like they have any control it's so weird it's so weird and i don't understand how people can look at this and and be i don't know grifted by it but like people are it's making a lot of money but i've actually not met a single human being in real life who's seen this movie and i've been asking because i've seen it making money and so and i haven't had anyone else to talk about this with like not a single person, no no human that I've come across in the last month has seen this movie. So I don't know who's going to see it. That's well, wild. Because like every everybody person, I know yeah, has seen this. Really, I've done I know a very, very good job of manicuring it. my friend group and my social circles to cut out the kind of people who would want to see this movie. First of all, can I just say something, Brian? Absolutely. Why, That's why, what you're why here do you, why do you, Why do you say stuff like that? Because it's fun. Yeah. It's funny. Okay. I don't know. You think it's you funny. You, you, no, because it's like, uh, so you sit, so you, okay, so you're saying that I'm dumber for liking this movie. No, I just, yeah, no, that's we, what you said. No, 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 no. I just, I always think it's funny when you say stuff like that because I, I get, I, I get that you think it's funny, but I don't understand. Like, so I, I'm dumber because I like this movie. I don't think that's I like the, the bit you're doing. Well, yeah. you implied it grifted and whatnot. Here's the thing. Look, okay. Smart people so get this grifted movie, all the time. So this movie. All right. So this movie, what I like about it, not unlike the first one is its simplicity, right? I think the underrated thing about James Cameron as a filmmaker is kind of exactly what you said, Brian, except I disagree. You know, I, I think of it positively, which is, I think the thing that Cameron does better than most people, maybe anybody, is he understands that stories at you know at this large canvas spectacle should probably be simple, right? I think Kevin Costner also does a very good job of this, right? If you think about something like 
Dances with Wolves, Open Range to a lesser degree, obviously The Postman, but even Waterworld I think is underrated. And I think the parts of Waterworld that are actually the worst parts is when it gets too complicated, right? If if you guys mm. know that movie, speaking I of the way of water. In a while, but... Underrated movie. Anyway, <clears throat> the point is, I think what I like about these films, both of them, is he gets down to the basics and he allows the world to kind of breathe, right? And, right. you know, we just, we did, one second, we disagree about the building of the world. I like the luminescence. I like that mm-hmm. it is a more lush version of our world. It kind of posits the question of what would our world be like if we weren't here, right? That's kind of what he's going for. He's a very environmental guy. He's very open about that, right? We can talk all you want about the hypocrisy of, you know, making big movies, a la The Revenant and spending and, you know, using all the energy that it takes, you know, to to make (laughs) these movies and, 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 you know, the hypocrisy and the irony of those things. I think in this case, Avatar is a little different because so much of it is contained in a space and I actually think they are very like you know, carbon neutral productions or whatever, however much you want to far you want to take that. But I think at its core, the reason this movie worked better for me, and I'll admit a bias, is it's about the family. And now as a father of two kids, I was locked in early, right? I cared about that family. I cared about Jake Sully. I cared about Ntiri. I cared about the kids. I love the whale stuff. I think introducing, kind of forcing them to go to another part of the planet opens up the world. Yeah, he's redoing the first movie. And you know why he's redoing the first movie? Because it fucking works. Okay. But if it ain't broke, don't stagnant. fix it. That's so I don't care. Like, I, I don't right. care about that. Why don't you just I don't watch care the about first that. movie? I do watch the first also, movie and I love it. I've watched I would... it on my 13-inch laptop, my TV <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> People who say it doesn't work if it's not in the theater are incorrect in my opinion. And I, I always think it's funny because I think this is the thing with Cameron. It's like, and look, not everybody's a fan, and I get that. At his core, these are the stories he's telling. Titanic's Romeo and Juliet. Who fucking cares, right? Who cares? Yeah. It's an amazing piece of work. I don't First understand. Well, it's not Romeo like, and Juliet because those two people are not alike in dignity, and there isn't a rivalry between their family. Oh, I forgot. You're such a Shakespeare uh, do you expert, know? bro. My God, I always forget it's about that. Essentially, though, like a story of star-crossed lovers. Thank you, Rob. Doesn't immediately yes. make it Romeo and Juliet. Oh my God. <laughs> Just like the Navi aren't immediately indigenous. I don't even, how are you like splitting hairs between these things? I'm making a point that's like very, fairly simple and you're choosing to disagree with it. Where like you're offended by the indigenous adjacent thing in Avatar, which is in my opinion, not one-to-one. I understand the inspiration and you're going to fight on the Romeo and Juliet, very clear inspiration of Titanic because of some <laughs> bullshit. What are you talking about? Come yes, on. not alike in dignity. <laughs> I have no anyway. So that's where I come down on these movies, right? Is I think if you look at all of his most of his movies, right? They're all simple. And I think that's kind of where he gets people in seats. And to the larger degree, I think you run into this thing with these movies, right? Where you talk about this pop culture thing and how much does it exist? And Robin, you're right. Like the toys didn't really sell. The video game never came out, as I understand it. Like um the the theme parks are huge hits which that's like mm-hmm. its own thing and there are people who like are in love with the world and all that yeah stuff. there are that's some like, die hard crazy yeah fanatics. that's like that's like a weird nichey thing but but like certainly, the people that were depressed that so have yeah like, i wanted Pandora depression i yeah, want to jump have in as much of a hole, with a correction too. james cameron's avatar the game according to wikipedia did it come out was released okay 
on PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Windows, Wii, and Nintendo DS? It might, but it, did it, yeah. it must have not sold well, though. I assume it sold horribly because yeah, we didn't yeah. even think it came out. And I've yeah, heard, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this so is, I think you know? that stuff's interesting where, yeah, certainly in those kind of ancillary areas, it did not make a much as much of an impact. But I think just... And obviously, Brian, this goes against what you're saying, but from a date, I think what sometimes get gets lost in the vacuum of like film discussion, critical discussion is like people in the real world like these movies, like in my in my experience, like every person I know was texting me about it. Had I seen it yet? All of my family, independent independent of me recommending it or talking about it all made like separate plans to go see it. Right. And then like some of them saw it again. So I think whatever he's doing and he's done for his whole career, like other than the abyss and piranha, the spawning to the spawning, you know, he's basically, (laughs) you know, he's basically, you know, has the highest batting average of any filmmaker in the world in terms of like success rate. Mm -hmm. You know, he has a, it's kind of undeniable. He has a, pulse on whatever it is that brings people you know to a communal theatrical experience and engages them and i think i'm just one of those people i mean that's just kind of the bottom line you know is is the truth so yeah i've had more people ask me about glass onion than this um sure which is a huge moment yeah which is another like big one but so like first of all you put a lot of words in my mouth and go ahead i'm sorry about that go ahead Um, just go (laughs) tell me i'm wrong well, I, I, what I, what I'd love to talk about is you're like, this is a simple story. This is a convoluted, fucking crazy ass story. Like, the tell first, me what the, tell me what the story is. The, the, so the story, the story is, we're living, we're happy, everything's great. Okay. The sky people come back. Okay. In in landing, they achieve more of a victory than they were able to do in the entire last movie. Sure. Um, that sucks. But uh, we're going uh, we, to. We're going to create an insurgency, Wolverines, Red Dawn style, Sure. which again, I was on board for. I was like, that's a great way to take this. Also, I love that we're seeing inside the human place and they've once again brought up the earth is dying. And I'm like, okay, great. I like that we're we're getting into the brass tacks what I would want it. But then, but then uh, Operation Phoenix is introduced, which is where a bunch of people who unsuccessfully attempted to fight the Navi the first time. Yeah, Quaritch brought back to life yeah. as avatars, yep. including Quaritch. Qu- Stephen Quaritch, Lang, yeah. yes. Quaritch, Stephen yeah. Yeah. And then are, he comes are, in. are we going to... Yeah, it's just spoilers. We're going to do spoilers. It, yeah, yeah, spoilers. 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 Yeah, in addition, yeah. okay. we've got a whole bunch of new kids, which are fine. Sure. But we also yeah. got one kid who came about from the unconscious, but apparently still alive avatar of Dr. Grace Augustine. No one knows where she came from, so that's a little thing that's hanging over us. But she well, she's like a G- she's have... like a Jesus kid, right? I mean, she she may have yeah. like been it inherit inherited. No, incept incepted. What's the word I'm looking? Well, for? it's pretty clear it's she's just AWAS. it's it's yeah. She's it's pretty clear she's just AWA. I mean, yeah. that's pretty clear. I mean, I don't think I'm that's sorry, AWA, not AWAS. Yeah. AWAS is Alistair Crowley. Someone thing. like just so, well, uh, explain so, this. So here's the thing. So it was an immaculate. Con- it's clear it's an immaculate conception, right? It's yeah, like Sigourney I, Weaver at the it? end of the first movie. At the end of the first movie, Sigourney Weaver becomes one with the tree, right? She dies on, uh, you know, near home tree, right? Right. And she basically dies into the tree, right? So basically, they bring her to the tree. This movie, dying, hoping yes. to transfer her human body, no, and her they, human soul or her mind soul. or whatever into, her the, soul into body, the tree, and it doesn't yeah. work. The no, and it. 
And it turns out it does work. That's the whole thing, right? No, it's like well, this child's. No, is I don't think that you think the child's Grace Augustine. I think the child is the soul of mm-hmm. Grace Augustine filtered through Awa, the God. Well, I we'll think, find like, out in the next seven movies. So the Father, think... the Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? It's like it's I I don't think it's that complicated. I think it's anyway, like a very so we're also Christian... yeah, but okay, you're y'all y'all are Catholic or whatever, and I don't really have a <laughs> and Robin just thought it was aliens. that's my favorite thing whenever there's some sort of christian theology in a movie is robin just thought it was aliens i mean equally true i I mean they are literally actually aliens so yeah okay but so keep going keep going yeah Yeah. let's also just lay down uh, now that we're at this point the undercurrent of the fact that this entire moon is connected in a vast biological neural network that is usb-c compatible as long as mm-hmm. uh, the C stands for cool ass dreads, um, this is all in the this is all in the first movie. But okay, yes, yes I going. just wanted to I just wanted to reiterate okay. that that's okay. down there. But so okay. there's also Spider who was yep. left behind Quarks along with some sun. of the other humans because babies can't go in hypersleep. That's fine, whatever. Yeah. Then all of this is laid on top of the fact that these Avatar people are like, are they seven or nine or however they're nine bigger feet. than humans. nine feet tall? Nine, feet, nine feet, feet tall. <laughs> Their yeah. atmosphere is poisonous to us. So to introduce sure. a human character, he must inherently be super smaller than everyone else and always be wearing a face mask. Which um, he is. I know, which is an awful decision and is okay. like just like so fucking crazy. And then so Quaritch comes back and he's like, I'm going to kill Jake Sully. And then mm-hmm. he goes to do that thing. Um, mm-hmm. But then at that point, he catches Jake Sully's children. Which is great. The mm-hmm. tension. And then when when they get the kids back, except for Spider, by Spider, um, Jake's like, the only way to keep my kids safe mm-hmm. is to get the fuck out of here. Which means that Quaritch has won because his whole thing was, I'm going to stamp out the leader of this rebellion. And the leader left. It's yeah, which they which they acknowledge in the movie. Yeah. It's but then Quaritch is like, I'm still going to look for him. And that's cool. That's fine. Uh, but Jake is like, we got to go. We got to learn to be water people. We got to hang mm-hmm. out with the telepathic whales who have brain juice <laughs> that stops human aging. We learn in a single line of dialogue like, that is never the fucking brought up again. <laughs> no, it's also unobtainium. It's unobtainium. What are you talking about? It's un- unobtainium. They, they also have unobtainium. <laughs> yeah, it's unobtainium too. Yeah, it's unob- unobtainium. It's, <laughs> and it's, but it's. Yeah. But so I don't. Like, but, but, is this like but, a cosmetic thing? But like, your 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 tone is suggesting this is com- complicated, and I don't understand. It's not comp. What is complicated? They move. They leave. They, they go to the water people. I don't think he's saying it's complicated. I think no. Yes, he I is. said it was yes, convoluted. Yes, he is. Convoluted, convoluted. Whatever. Whatever. Complicated whatever. or not the same thing. My okay, daughter can tell, tell a story that is convoluted, but not technically okay. complicated. Convoluted. Okay, you said it's convoluted. This does not feel convoluted to me. This is one hundred. This is to- totally fucking. Okay. Convoluted. Agree to disagree. All right. Keep going. And like, we just like, what, what happened to the other Navi that are left in forest land? Like, Quaritch doesn't care about them. He only cares about Jake Sully. Yep. But like, we still don't know what happened. We cared about them. (laughs) I I think, I think one thing that's interesting is that the reason Jake Sully kind of leaves is because he literally fucking killed Quaritch. Well, and now. And Siri killed Quaritch. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. All right, Dan, don't don't get nitpicky with me, motherfucker. No, that's not nitpicky. It's your word to the story. So it's many like times, Quaritch is like, that's the broad who murdered they me. Are not I like recognize the arrows bitch. from my corpse that I got <laughs> to see. huge part of the thing. They killed Quaritch. No, it they was killed... 100% Natiri. They... All right, fine. Whatever. They killed Quaritch. Go ahead. Yeah. They killed Quaritch. Okay. And, and he shows back up, and Jake rightfully is like, this will never end. They will never stop sending Korich after me. So I just have to leave this situation. Maybe I can disappear. Maybe I can just, you know, yes. nobody will recognize me. Nobody but, uh, will be able to follow me, right? Uh, I will go in... If further inland or whatever the than water. they've ever been. And like, I think that that makes so much sense to me. I love that. What I like about that though, is it is a mistake, right? What I, what Correct. I, like about, yeah. What I like about this story is right. He's trying to protect his family, very relatable, but in in trying to protect his family, he makes the mistake, which is he should have stayed in the forest, right? Obviously, right? He should have stayed with his tribe because, of course, Quaritch is not going to stop. And it's not like he's protecting his tribe by leaving okay, but he's only endangering other Navi, right? And I think he... Mm-hmm. Pulling quick, others in. Yeah, and he quite quickly realizes what he's done, tries to basically you know, get in front of it fails. And I think what uh, another underrated thing I think about this story and most of Cameron's stories is he does allow his characters to be fallible. I think we live mm-hmm. in a current world where too often, you know, in the Avengers of it all, we have these kind of infallible superhero characters on this high level, right. Who are quite boring because there's not much you can do about conflicts because of their inherent infallibility right and i do like this is this is the superman argument right well, like, whatever. Like, yeah, why why, him, why not, is it not interesting just, not just him, captain marvel whatever it's a, all of them right it's like sure. i think you know iron man aside i suppose but it's like i think what's interesting is um that he refuses to do that and i think his lead character makes a crucial mistake and it results in like other people dying right there's a, a considerable amount of guilt and we're in spoilers. Obviously, it results in one of his children dying. Very harrowing scene I, that really affected me. Um, and I was kind of shocked they did that. Um, Again, and I, I I can't believe that you were shocked by that. I, I was shocked. Expected it. I was shocked. Yeah. No, that kid basically wandered on the screen. and was like, I'm the responsible one. I'm going to die today. Sure. He's a trope. Yeah, no, he's a trope. I get that. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that. I think he's right. He's in the movie to die. I'm right. not. Cameron that, doesn't that, subvert that, tropes right. enough to not let you know exactly what's going to happen. Which is one of the reasons why I bring up in the first Avatar that I am shocked that Quaritch never like let slip that he murdered Jake Sully's twin brother so that he could have... uh, I know, it's weird that that's not part of it. Yeah, I never understood that that wasn't part of it. Okay, so you agree with me on that. Like, that totally... Well, I always... Well, you're watching it and you're assuming, yeah, that he's like, I killed the scientist once I learned there was a twin, you know. And then it doesn't happen and I've never understood... Yeah, like Cameron's certainly not above that type of a you know soap opera twist, right? Which but like, I, but here, I think would but love, the thing. I think it would. Right. I think honestly, I think yeah. elevating it to soap opera is what makes Star Wars Star Wars. Is that it? it it's a space I opera. Think, it I embraces are, I think, that. This is yeah, this believes that it's being there. clever I and think, original. No, 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 no. I think no. See, this is where we hmm. disagree. I think Cameron knows what's original and what's not. I mean, Cameron's a smart guy. Like, I think he knows he's. 
I mean, I think he said this in interviews. He's working in tropes to get the point across. I don't think he's ever denied that. And I think it's certainly your your mileage may vary. Like you guys are talking about laughing at the whales. I totally get that, right? I think it is silly. My thing is I like the silly, right? Like that stuff affects me. I, I think it's nice. Like I love the idea of Kate Winslet's character having this discussion with, you know, the, uh, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the was it the Tolkien right? Like I like oh, I like that. baby. My baby's coming. I love it. I just want to I love say, that moment. I I want. I need to say this before I forget. Laughing at the whales is my debut album title. Oh, when's <laughs> it drop? When you when's it drop? Uh, three months. Ooh. <laughs> no hard date yet. No hard date. Uh, it's going to nice be sometime March in March. Release. Soft gonna release. Be, Soft release. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Okay. Uh, the first single will be hitting Spotify. Uh, actually, no. The first single I will release the chorus on TikTok. Oh, I like it. Yeah, we're gonna build up. Now are you gonna now we're, now release party at Schmidt Spirits? When give me offline, give me the date. I'll be there. Yes, I absolutely. Know. I will let you. Know. <laughs> it's gonna be called "Laughing at the Whales," and oh, uh, I like the it. cover is exactly what you think it's gonna be. <laughs> it's a but whale anyway, standing whatever, in front that, of a microphone in front of a brick wall. <laughs> that stuff all works for me though like i said i understand it's it's potential limitations um but uh yeah anyway see a lot uh, of this movie to me just feels like james cameron is just kind of like exercising all of his like like generational guilt sure. he's not doing it pretty like any in any way that's like to me entertaining or profound uh, like it, it like like his like I am I this is gonna sound crazy. I have studied whaling. I find the the period of time in That's which the least been, crazy thing I've ever heard. That's you actually say. Of, yeah, course, yeah. of course you've studied whaling, bro. I love whaling. Well, in anybody terms who's of, read Moby Dick can say the same thing. So my love affair with whaling began when I was I'm sure Brian like whaling. made a fucking harpoon <laughs> or some shit. No, I went to a small town in Michigan and I went to a nautical arts shop on Main Street. And I saw a oh wait bone, which one which one Just uh, it's Harbor Springs Michigan <laughs> and the art the shop I don't know if it's still there I think it was called By the Bay because it was on Little Traverse Bay um, nice. but there was a knife a pocket knife in there that had a polished bone handle on which in this in in Scrimshaw was etched a a vision of whaling ships and it was like a two hundred dollar knife and I was like twelve years old and I was like I want that knife and my parents were like haha very funny no. So I went home, I got a paper route, and I saved up. And the next year when we went back for our vacation, I bought that knife. Um, and I, I learned all about Scrimshaw, which was what uh, sailors did with the, the teeth and bones of the whales that usually wouldn't get used. Um, and then I just, I find, you know, I've read In the Heart of the Sea. I hated the movie. Um, read Moby Dick, obviously. But I've, I've looked up as much stuff as I can about whaling. I find whaling to be super interesting. There is something. And in fact, there was a, a short film. I can't even, I think it wasn't even like a short film. I think it was called like a proof of concept trailer or something for a movie called Leviathan. And it was about like space dudes hunting down like an ether whale. That's like the size of a city block in like spaceships. Because oh, you're not something... talking about the great documentary Leviathan. No, it's um, okay. I no, it's know, like a Russian film. I thought that's no? the that's the documentary. That's the documentary. Oh, I didn't realize that was a doc. There is a there's a Peter Weller creature feature called Leviathan uh, from the 80s, I believe, as well. But I don't think you're talking about that either. No, it's uh, you know, I posted something about it. 
crap. I don't know. I'll look for it when I'm done talking. But, like, I, I find whaling to be super interesting. Because, like, sure, we'll, like, kill a cow and eat its meat. And, but, you know, like, a cow, it's not really putting up a lot of work, you know? But people are going out in boats that are smaller than the whale itself and then getting into even smaller boats to harpoon this thing and then get dragged around and tired out. And then you got to, like, stab it in the right way to kill it. And then you got to take it to the boat rip its flesh off as you're doing that you were rendering it on the deck to make this oil that allowed for like a cleaner burning industrial world than just using coal and wood and stuff and then not only that but like because you've got this giant ass thing it's like well what else are we going to do so we're going to take baleen and we're going to use that to make combs and other things and like we're going to take the teeth and we're going to, you know, use that in order to, um, you know, make these like, you know, handles for our knives and we're going to make tools out of it. And it's like a very Corsets. crazy. Yeah, it's a really crazy. Ambergris holistic... perfume. Yeah, but usually that you find out in the wild. Floating around. Yeah, because yeah, they, they like eat a squid and then it forms around the beak so they can hawk it up or shit it out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> thank you for the sound effects. So I find that really interesting. And and like James Cameron understandably looks at that and goes, oh, my God, we like hunted this majestic species nearly to death. I'm going to have that happen in my movie, except I'm going to make it the most horrific thing ever. It's I'm going to specifically target new mothers. And when we fucking murder these telepathic creatures that apparently compose symphonies, um, I'm going to have us go into their mouth and get... 14 cc's of a glowing liquid and i'm gonna say that it's like eight million dollars an ounce and it stops human aging and then i'm never gonna bring it up again like it's it's such a it's such a stupid really shallow really thoughtless really lacking in curiosity way to do a thing and, but and, and it wouldn't be a problem if we didn't spend so much fucking time with them. Like it's just I wild. I I love I love the whaling sequence. I think it's it's just like um what, what was the movie uh, Jordan Peele uh, just made? Uh, nope, just like us or sorry, just like Nope. Um, it's got this kind of Jaws sequence to it, and and I it, you know obviously this kind of ties into the fact that you know it's it's using balloons a little bit trying to kind of bring the creature up to the surface and trying to tire it out right this is this is traditional like you know whaling or kind of you know big big sea fishing kind of you know mentality and idea here um i think what's interesting about what you said is that you're like James Cameron saw this situation, right? Wailing, oh shit, that's horrific. Let me make it worse. Honestly, Brian, if he had just made... A, a sequence of literally what you just described, I think it would be even more horrific. I think it would be even more affecting and even more like outlandish and violent and and just like altogether vulgar. Like what you just described about how they like literally wailed creatures back in the day. Mm-hmm. That's fucking terrible. Right. Like it's, it's awful. It's crazy. It? Why? It, Why that, is it any different than... <clears throat> Hunting a buffalo and using all the pieces or something. Well, I think that the difference is that I could shoot a buffalo and it would die immediately. And I could just go out and get it. I think that, and also you're doing it on land. Like that's the, I'm not going to, I am, I'm going to go on a whaling rant. 
Wailing was crazy. These That's what you already did. Wait, wait, wait. You're I'm going to go on another one. That was one. a wailing explainer. I, I, I think we're currently yeah, in the middle of every every chance I have to talk about we're wailing. We're editorializing the wailing now. Okay. But think about this. You start in Nantucket. And you, what? you, you start. I don't, I, I, I don't know what friend. that means. Bill, I don't know what this means. I don't know what, Bill, where's Nantucket? Like or not, All you right, like or I will not, tell you where Nantucket is. Oh my God. It's like this way up hell. in the Massachusetts this is literally area. hell. Continue. Yes. And then you, you sail. Oh, I think this is interesting. You sail. Around, I'm Robin, I'm happy for you. Good. You sail down from Nantucket around South America and into the Pacific. At a time when most people will die within 50 miles of where they're born. And you are on the ocean. An unforgiving, unpredictable landscape that you are not supposed to exist on. And then you have to find in this literal ocean a pod of the largest terrestrial animals that have ever existed. And then you have to, as a small human, murder it <laughs> with a lance. And it doesn't want to be murdered. You have to get from your big, quote unquote, two-masted ship into a ship that is literally rowed by six to eight other guys. And then you have to go and kill this thing and then drag it to the boat. Like, and then, again, you're in the middle of the ocean. You can't see anything. You are also operating the factory that will render this stuff you don't see your family for years. It's nuts. It's crazy. It, yeah, it, cool. is a scary, it, it, it is a scary, incredibly difficult to comprehend thing. And that's one of the reasons why In the Heart of the Sea was so... In the Heart of the Sea or In the Heart of the Ocean? I think it's In the Heart of the Sea. In the Heart of so the Sea. awful because... I don't know. It just was bad. And like, you know, it, it took the possible worst case scenario that could happen, which was getting stove by a whale... And being lost at sea and having to decide whether you wanted to try to get to South America or one of like the smaller islands where apparently people thought that there were cannibals living. And um, you decide to go the three times longer route to try to get to South America, opposing the winds. Uh, and, and then you end up eating your friends to stay alive. Like that's the kind of stuff that can happen. Anyway, I'm I find whaling very compelling. But you know what's funny, Bill? It, yeah, I agree that everything I just described is is crazier than what they show in this movie. But what's weird is Cameron still has a tech fetishism to him that he can't help but make it seem fucking awesome. Like he has little human subs that are zipping around, and then he's got the crab sure. mechs. And you're watching that and you're like, this is so much cooler than watching the 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 green cat people fuck a seal I, I think, to get it to fly I, them around i i think he's he's also smart he's he's also smart enough to realize that he's doing he's doing this double-handed thing where he's he's saying this is awful i'm going to show you this thing but i'm also not going to soften it by like making it look horrendous or, or anything like that. Instead, I'm going to make it look super cool as well. So you as an audience member are kind of like, you you don't know where this film is landing. You don't know where you land. You're like, oh, I want to be in the crab creature. Like that looks really cool. And then you're like, wait, but I, I have to be in the crab creature because I'm part of this 
like industrial thing to get this whale juice. Yeah, it's like, oh, that sucks. Help people live forever. Like to me. Uh, okay, but I don't just, care about that. Like uh, I'm, I'm like. I don't know. Like I, I think I just, I, that's I ha- interesting. I just, I, I cannot get over the fact that you continue to come back, Brian, to like the humans are actually right. I and don't think like, that they're right, but the problem is and, I can't know if they're right. And 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 this indigenous like offense you're taking to these people that like you're like choosing to not consider like worth caring about. I don't understand where your offense comes from. It's so confusing. To I me. don't like, have any offense. I never said I took yes, offense. I said yes, it was she did. the Kate Winslet accent. Oh my god, the Kate Winslet accent. I mean, oh the Kate god. Winslet accent is a is a horrible decision, but I wouldn't say I'm offended by it. I just think it's it's so hilariously tone deaf. It's just cringe. That's yeah. all. It's cringe. It's okay. cr- it, it, yeah. <laughs> it, I it, it's it's chuggy. <laughs> So it's not offensive. It's cringe. It could be offensive to other people. I just think it's a stupid decision, and I don't understand how you make that. As Robin said, well, okay, two thousand and whenever this was made, the Fablemans. When I watched it and heard the way that Michelle Williams was sort of feigning a mid-century Jewish mother accent, Hmm. I was like not into that because it felt really phony to me, and you know, not cool. So I can't speak for how somebody would feel if they were from like the, you know, the Pacific Islands. I'm not speaking for them. I'm saying for me, I was just like, Ugh. and even like, and despite, I know you guys talked about this on the episode, but despite the guy directing her being the son of the person she's did that, but yeah, he, he clearly yeah. cast her for a reason. Right. I'm still allowed to feel. No, like right. Yes. Doesn't, Yes. Well, and I wasn't. I wasn't on yeah, that 100%, episode. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I wasn't on that episode, but I tweeted out basically saying like the way that she's written and and made to perform, like directed, really feels like he's he's wrestling with the fact that he hates his mother but doesn't want to come out and say it. Well, I think he's been more than honest about his complicated relationship with his mother, right? Yeah. Well, cause I, you know, I I don't know a lot about Steven Spielberg's. What's the word I'm looking for? Like the the timeline, because I know for a while, sure. like wasn't he he needed to like reconcile with his dad, which is like yeah, well like, that was a big thing. Was like Spielberg is like remade up with his dad, and I like looking at that movie. I was like, why was he? Well, his dad left, dad? right? The whole thing is his dad left, right, and kind of feigned that it was his choice to leave, right. Right. But in reality, his mother was kind of carrying on an emotional affair with well, yeah, the best which, friend. Which, looking at that and Steven, movie, and and and, and the like, only kid, the only child who knew was Spielberg, right. and but him what, and his mother kept it a secret for like five decades. So what the, what he's wrestling, I think what he's wrestling with is like you know the complicity, the guilt, the yeah. fact that yeah, she probably wasn't a perfect person. God knows she wasn't a perfect person, right? Like the father got ostracized from the family for like many years because of that decision right which he was a party to so i think yeah certainly he's she bought wrestling with all that that's why he waited for them to die to make the movie for god's sakes you know? can you imagine being like i'm gonna wait until my dad dies to make this movie and then your dad lives to be like 102 or however the old his dad i do love that yeah, he made about what, that. i do love that he made west side story which was his dad's favorite movie like for his dad and then his dad died and then he made a movie being like man we really fucked over my dad huh yeah <laughs> so no, that was that was nuts but, you uh, think anyway. uh, Tuke or whatever the fuck one of these kids' names is is going to make a movie about his dad at some point? Sure, lot, lots of lot, lot of content there. Yeah, there is a character um, named Tuke, isn't there? 
Yeah, little Duke yes. is the baby, right? Uh, I couldn't tell if that was a little girl or a little boy. But it was, uh, you know, now that you said that, I'm almost little girl, little girl. Um, I can't believe I got, I can't believe I oh, got tied up again. My God. First of Laughed, all, watching, loved it. watching loved this it. movie right after watching Titanic was mm-hmm. like really reinforced that like James Cameron just, I'm going to get fucking yelled at. Well, doesn't know how to structure or... a climactic action scene. Cause oh, his answer is, is always like, and then hysterical. they get caught again. Let's let's back in the thing. Climax is one of the greatest cinematic climaxes of no, all No, because time. remember I said how much I hated how like they kept getting back on the boat. Like I found the climax of Titanic this time through very repetitive. And I know that I said that. <laughs> And, and I, not, on our on our episode of build up, like oh they're gonna make it no they're not they're gonna make yeah, it which, no they're which not the fourth time just gets really annoying and so this movie when these fucking kids hey okay, you don't are have playing... a problem with climax till you see the Downton Abbey movies and then and then you tell me okay, that a movie okay. doesn't know how to end itself okay I... until then I do not accept it Robin I don't <laughs> would I have to watch Downton Abbey the series first I assume I would right. I mean, well, Brian, what's your opinion on Cameron in general? Then you're talking about all of his movies, so what? I mean, like, I like, don't know. Like, he, Terminator's fun. Terminator Two is fun. So you I don't really have an elite. So you don't really like what he's doing anyway, right? So you, just it kind of sounds fun. like no, no, no. But it's my point is, it sounds like you're going, and I'm not. This is not a criticism. It's an observation. It sounds like, like I said before, like uh, as po- you know, he has made literally what will be probably what three out of the five most successful movie you know highest grossing movies in the history of cinema that being said obviously there's plenty of detractors and the simplicity and whatever the con you know in your words the convoluted nature to which he tells some of the stories can be abrasive for people um and reductive is another word i know people use a lot so it sounds to me like maybe throughout his filmography that's maybe something that you're you know wrestling with you know because it's a common thing in his movies aliens is incredibly repetitive you know but i think it's one of but the I best think movies that, ever made that that movie i really don't like aliens oh, love it uh, love it more top, than the first top, one top, one of the best top 10 yep top 10 i love aliens absolutely i like i, I love alien too i prefer aliens but i, I prefer like alien yep. i think aliens is fun i like it but like i his movies never achieve yeah. more than just like oh that was fun like if you were to, if uh, this is going to sound crazy, I liked La- I liked Wrath of Man more than I liked Aliens. Why? I mean, why? Okay. Why would that be crazy? I don't, I don't know. Just because it seems like, uh, uh, you know, a Jason Statham starring Guy Ritchie directed movie, and it's like about anybody who coffee, listens like, to this podcast would never be surprised. I can't that you imagine like, that like an S. Craig Zoller adjacent action movie more than any other movie. It's obviously true. you loved Wrath of Man. Who there's no one who has listened to this podcast for five years who'd be like, oh, it's a shock. Brian didn't like Wrath of Man. It's like, yeah, no, of course you liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. It's a good movie. It's yeah, good but movie. I just like Cameron never never jumps above that is that was fun. Like for right. me. There's just okay. like wow. There's wow. nothing like there's I I'm never affected that much by his stuff. Sure. It's it it's and I think look, I think that's a I think that's it uh, that's a totally I totally hear you. I think look, I think there's something to be said about how far does spectacle take you? And I think that's a totally worthwhile conversation. And I think for me, if it's done well, and in my opinion, he's basically always doing it well, right? Up to and including this film. I buy in pretty wholeheartedly. Like I'm a pretty, um, you know, I'm a pretty, like when it comes to sincerity and hard on sleeve, 
dialogue, even if it can be perceived as reductive or, you know, uh, cliche even, if it's working in, in that world, if it's working in the moment, which I feel like it often is in his films, I have no problem living in those moments and, you know, getting through them. I think the counter is like, for me at least, you know, something like, and not to be, you know, kicking people when they're down, but like something like Black Adam or these kind of more recent blockbusters, I think what they, the the trouble is you have those cliches and unfortunately the spectacle cannot, you know, the spectacle is not enough to detract from those things, right? And so <laughs> I think, now granted, that all of that being said, I, I maintain, I do love the story and the arc and the narrative of The Way of Water, though I fully can understand the criticisms of its kind of, you know, simplicity. Uh, I, I don't really agree with you about the, the convoluted nature, but I, but I hear what you're saying. And um, yeah, so I think what you're saying, and I understand, is just like, yeah, Cameron... It's never really worked in that way for you, which I think is totally, I get it. I totally get it. I mean, I think, um, yeah, you're someone who I think, and, you know, if the dialogue crackles a bit more, that goes perhaps, you know, a bit a bit uh, further for you, you know? Yeah, 100. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, the dialogue in this movie is atrocious. Um, that way of water <laughs> speech is a fucking nightmare to me. The way um, of water connects all things. mighty. What you she, keep saying that? What she does that is, mean? She says that she is mighty. She says in the movie. He's like, he's like, I feel. I know you think I'm crazy, but I feel Awa. And he's like, when? What does she feel like? She is mighty. Mm-hmm. Now, so now, can Such we talk an about embarrassing can, can line we, reading from? We, oh my god! Can we Sigourney talk about Weaver as a, as a child is a fucking nightmare. Nominator. Too. I keep give her a nomination. No, toss her a nomination. For toss her a nomination yes. for oh, she's good. Oh. I loved her. No. I loved her. That is, no, that, no. that is a horrible opinion, and you will be ashamed uh, when you. Wake I, up I will never. I spoken will never aloud be into the internet. There is no way she would get. She is off. No, she won't get one. I think it's quite an incredible performance. I think it's a fuck. No, this is a bad performance she is awful in this movie every time her character opens her mouth i shrunk in my seat until i turned into a thimble and was carried away by a crow she was what she was my favorite character and i'll say this it's because (laughs) she's a her weird origin i found mysterious number one number Mm. two i think like are you guys familiar with with seinfeld and there's this like one episode where george is kind of realizing his power over women and he's like you know at some point when something really gets into your head and annoys you you start to crave it um <laughs> like earworm like it just it's so niggling that you're like oh but i gotta continue to do it i gotta you know, continue to watch it what's funny and that's is what I, felt her performance yeah i i said the same <laughs> thing about megan earlier today because i haven't seen the movie i hear it's very mm-hmm. fun but i was like i was watching a video on my phone and i said to my brother I can't like the first time I saw this, I thought it was like incomplete special effects. It looked terrible to me, but I've never been able to look away anytime that she's come up on my social media. And like mm-hmm. in terms of a horror icon, I guess that's it, right? Like they've won. Like this is yeah. the perfect creature. Yeah, because you can't look at you're like, I just have to keep annoying myself. Oh, it's like a net. Oh, no. I wouldn't go that far. But so there was something about this character was like, I just want more of her. Well, I and, think you're going to get a lot because it's more good. And I'm not saying like, <laughs> she is the Ray well Skywalker. Done. 
We're yeah, I, I do the, think she's going to be posited the, as the savior of, of, of all of Navi. We're going to learn that Quaritch like is her grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that Sigourney, you know, she just can't believably play a teenager. Her voice just isn't there. No, it's, I, it's, it's we, we will so disagree disconcerting. On that. Oh, it's like in a movie please. where a kid is taken over by the devil. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's no, look, I think, look, here's my thing on it. I think it's weird. And I think that's the point, right? I think she's playing oh, yeah. the innocence. Um, and I think it is strange. And I think that's in, obviously entirely the point. I What I like about the rendering of the characters, she's apart from the rest of the movie on purpose, right? Because she has this budding omniscience that you kind of see in some of the scenes where she kind of has a sense of, what to do at the end of the film, especially when she kind of saves the day, right? You're getting a sense of her understanding her larger purpose as the movie goes on. It's obviously kind of a C plot that's hinted at. And I think obviously in three and four and five, whatever, it'll be blossomed out. And I think that's, you know, whatever, buyer beware on that. If you're not, if it doesn't work for you, uh, it, it fully works for me. I love the character. I thought that's one of a few things in the film that, expanded and interested me more in the world than the first one did, which, you know, it's mm -hmm. a thin line. I love both films and I, I love the franchise in general, but um, yeah, I think, you know, introducing the new tribe, her character, um, you know, a few other things really, yeah, it just has me kind of locked in. And I think, you know, choosing Sigourney to do it was I think a stroke of brilliance by James Cameron, and I understand we disagree, but I love I love the strangeness of the performance, and I wish we I wish we kind of I, I often wish we credited those types of performances more than we tend to, you know, where it's like I'm not, you know, obviously she will not get nominated, but I'm not really I'm not being facetious or like glib. I'm being serious. Like I wish those types of big swings were often appreciated more than they are. And I think that's what I mean, like, doing here. If they're not well, good, I, and, why and that's... The, I, I would strongly advocate if I were, you know, in the Academy or had a bigger influence, I would advocate having some kind of Oscar category that was specific to motion capture or voice performances. Mm. Like I thought Isabella Rossellini was amazing in Marcel the Shell. Right. Like that should have been an award-winning performance. I think Andy Circus will one day get um an honorary Oscar because of does, does the Annie's does the Annie's not have like a like a separate category for like best voice actor or something like that? Yeah, who cares about the Annie's? <laughs> I, I mean I mean a lot of animators care about the Annie's. No, they do, but it's it's another guild award that is supposed to be a precursor to you know no, i agree yeah I, I agree with you i you know i agree with you robin i think along with stunt performer right there should be an award for you know the the issue the issue i have with that is is it i mean it, it reminds me a lot of like the joker performance where people were like oh we gotta have like like best action like actor i guess and it was like no how about we just oh, wait, reward a Wait, you said the Joker from performance. the Dark Knight. The dark, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, from the oh. Dark Knight, and and so like that was kind of one of those things where you know that film didn't get nominated. It blew up kind of how the Oscars do some of their best film uh, or you know best picture awards and stuff right. like that. All the voting, blah blah blah. But well, yeah, I think 
I think I think if you take Andy Serkis's performance in like the the first Planet of the Apes and you lay that against like any other performance that year, like that's that's one of the top two or three performances. Like like beyond just motion capture or whatever. Well, like, in the I long, think in the, yeah, in the long run, I would certainly hope we get to a place of non-gendered acting awards. I think that's obviously. Oh, I disagree know. with you. Oh, really? Why? Why is that? Yeah. Why is that? Uh, because I think that the categories would end up being overrun by male performances. One hundred percent. You don't. You don't. You don't think that is changing with time? No. Really. Mm. Uh, give it fifty years, maybe. Yeah, 50. maybe. Also, Bill, like, why yeah. would you want to? Like, don't we want to? Don't we want to give more awards than less awards? Like, what's the point? Well, of- no, 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 no. It wouldn't be less. It would just be you'd. Ex- it would be you know ten nominees. So right? best actor and other best actor. You would yeah, just give exactly. Out two best That's actor what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, look. I think I like the idea. Is my point. I think. If for for in the short term, I like the idea of adding, like we're talking about. I agree with Robin. I like the idea of adding a category for motion capture slash voice. I think well, that's so a good idea. Not to not to toot the horn of the the Washington Area Film Critics Association Awards, um, but we do give best youth performance, voice performance, and motion capture performance. Well, just like what Robin said, who the fuck cares? <laughs> we are leading the charge, and I think we are more influential than the Annies. Oh, here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm about to start a turf war between the Annies and Wafka. But um, uh, guess who won uh, best motion capture performance? Zoe Saldana in Avatar The Des- Way of Water. Uh, she was fucking Deserved. great in that. I think Deserved. that yeah. she should have had a Best Actress nomination back in 2010. Oh, nine, yeah. Oh, 2010 Oscars. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I will say the yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the nominees were Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, and Sigourney Weaver, which is crazy because hey. I actually think that um, what's his fuck? Stephen Lang is better than all three of those people. He was the character I was most compelled by. Because Lang is great. I think in terms of like, like I was saying, subverting tropes or, you know, doing something new and interesting. I think him as the villain learning to love his new avatar Navi body and excelling in the same, in fact, in a more compelling and interesting way than Jake Sully did because he wrestles his sky dragon without tying his mouth shut. Um, I thought I I was I had a lot of hopes for his character. Once he crushes that skull, um, I really thought they were going to do something interesting with him, and he just stays the same dick. Like I I was hoping that he, well, he is a, his character changes though. Yeah, but like at the like what what I guess what I was kind of hoping for was that he would, like, be the dark Jake Sully turn. No, I wanted him to be like evil Jake Sully. I wanted him to be like. Hey, guess what? I just hopped on top of like I would the the big. I would dude, bet you now you are gonna follow you, me. I would bet you many dollars that he will be a part of a one point seven know, billion. I will bet you many, <laughs> you know, a full four dollars that he will be. Three, uh, yeah, Max. yeah, that he will be a uh, uh, part of a you know evil tribe um, that's living in, you know indigenously you know at this point. In the third Do you movie, think right? that they'll ever make an evil tribe though? Like one of my one of I my think Cameron is Cameron has directly said in the next movie he that's the whole plot, I think. So what is do you there's think like a, there's like a fire tribe that's gonna be antagonistic oh, no. to the other tribes. Tribe can't be evil. 
The fire tribe is always yeah. evil. Was that the a, fire that nation, you? baby. Is the, is the, is the fire is the nation. Fire he's, he's, he's fully he's going to embrace, to, uh, he's just, embrace he's the Avatar, like, the last airbender. Take Avatar, the last airbender over. No, I, it's I not going to offend me, dude. It's just he, fucking annoying and lazy he wrote and boring. The, he wrote the uh, he wrote all of this like what is it like six years six years before the last Airbender ever premiered on Nickelodeon that for a second. What are you talking about? You don't believe? Oh that, yeah, right? he's he's had a lot of this stuff. There's been litigation. He's like produced the right you know all of the sketches and stuff. It's like a whole thing. Obviously, a movie every, this successful. Every yes this is album what that he ever no not yes. What's the other prog rock band? It doesn't matter. Um, can we talk about Spider real quick? I want to, I want to, yeah, you don't have to, I will. Um, so Spider sucks. Um, I've oh, yeah. heard Let's do it. that, <laughs> that <laughs> I've heard, I've heard that people like compare him to Newt from aliens. And I think that is the dumbest comparison because it, Newt never fucking turns on her own people in that movie. Like, he and I, I get that that's weird saying that because Spider is kind of like helping out uh, uh, fellow humans ostensibly, but like still <laughs> he's he's helping like a avatar. Right. Um, literally. So I don't like I just don't understand why this character is here. If he's going to make this weird heel turn that I don't think is is very it's much dead. earned. It's his dad, though. It's his dad. But it's not his dad. And they go it through so dad. many. They go through so many great links to reinforce and reinforce. You're not my son, but Bill, and but Bill, you know, like I'm not your father. Bill, like he, he says it over and over. Bill, but you got to the end of the movie where he chooses not to kill his son, right? So I understand what you're Wait, saying. No, but the movie, he, but the movie, he, the, he chooses not to kill. Who is it? Natiri. No, uh, he, like in he sacrifice. Chooses not, no, Spider chooses to save his dad. Yes, yes. No, 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 no. He's no, no, talking no, about when the knife to the neck and oh, yeah, yeah, he, 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 was gonna gut him he like pulls away. My point, my point is, yeah. <laughs> so yes, the whole movie, the whole movie, you know, Korich is like, you're not my son, but obviously he's lying to himself. Right. And at mm-hmm. the end of the film, the character shift we were just mentioning is he acknowledges, right, that he has a feeling towards this young person who is who's his son, his, right? Who's his mom? Do we know that? I don't believe that we don't know. It's no, there's like some woman at the start of the movie, but I don't know if that's a nanny or a mom. Cause like they have this whole, like, Oh, I wonder who my dad is like, Ooh. And then, you know, he comes over and he's like, there's, you know, there's worse things than not knowing who your dad is. And I'm like, but who's your fucking mom, kid? Like, do you not give a shit about that? Yeah. I think, I think at some point it might, it might even be hinted that he's a test tube baby. Um, Oh, that's what really. I don't, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I remember that, but that's interesting. Um, but I mean, look, I think, you know, look, um, you know, I spider worked way more for me than all you guys, but I think once again, the thing I like about that character is the fallibility. I like that he helps his dad. And I like that, you know, the kind of brief acceptance is the thing that clouds his judgment. And then ultimately he kind of struggles at the end goes back, you know, you know, Look, like in my opinion, like a kid would do, right? I think that's like a twenty-four-year-old. I I come down on that, where it's like, you know, you know, a teenager 
in his emotions about kind of his allegiances once he realizes his father is in fact still alive and all of that you know comes with it and obviously the kind of very clear you know avatar whatever mat you know metaphor or whatever allegory of kind of you know his father being looking like one of the good guys um i think that's all interesting i mean once again it's like look i i'm never going to say he doesn't paint with a broad brush but i think on these epic films um that's how i think that that is what makes it work and so i i I, I, i will say that Ultimately, the the spider arc is not done. Most likely, we will be seeing this character again. So, like you know, I I will hold back ultimate judgment until you know his arc is done because I'm curious to see where he ends up landing and stuff like that. I think I think the other thing that the film does that it does a good job of is you know Brian, you were kind of making fun of it, but like I think it it does do a good a good point that like he a is you know probably all of like five eight five ten right versus these nine foot behemoths he's not blue right he's always got to wear this mask they kind of make fun of him a little bit for it and he's always an outsider he's never really accepted all that well right they always kind of are like willing to just kill him in an instant because she's like he's not my blood and i was like that's kind of fucking yeah and i love that i love that but I wonder He's, if that's the type of thing where we're going to have to wrestle with that or if, and I, and, and while, while I'm saying I think that's that, like, what's being set up. I, yeah. It's possible. I think another issue that I have with this movie and it's kind of, I've, I've compared this movie. No, I compared glass onion to the sequels to pirates of the Caribbean, but I'll do the same thing here. This reminds me of the pirates of the Caribbean where instead of uh, there, uh, there was a thing I read and I don't know who wrote it and I don't know who they were interviewing, but it was basically like the, the writers of Pirates of the Caribbean upon the success of Curse of the Black Pearl had a decision to make. And it was, are we going to make these Indiana Jones-esque serialized, like, you know, um, not serialized, like uh, episodic well, yeah, the, 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 yeah, adventures right. or the further adventures go, of Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Right. Or are we going to go all in on the lore and try to right. build an intent and like they went all in the lore. So like the, the, the second what's the Medusa it pirates of the dead Caribbean man's chest dead ends man's chest. with them being like, now the real adventure begins. And it's like, Oh fuck me. No. Are you kidding me? And this well, so I think, yeah, does the yeah. same thing. And so like, you know, there's always, there's like every once in a while, if you want to like Joker style, snap a pool cue in half and make a bunch of nerds fight each other, ask them, if <laughs> ask the right ones if Empire Strikes Back is like a complete movie, right? Because there'll be people who are like, it ends with Han and Carbonite and like all this other stuff. And like, no, and now we got to wait for the next one. It's not like an actual story. It's not real. And like, that's, you know, that's up for debate. And we're not, I don't, you can get into it here if we want to. I don't know that I have an answer for it. But like this movie is that same thing where it's like, okay, so you came up with this like dumb new story that's a retread of the first movie you've come up with a new unobtainium you've come up with a new way to make jake sully and now his entire family an outsider you brought back the dead guy and the dead girl and you've done all this stuff and then the movie ends with we've got to go fight those humans which is literally what we did in the last movie what's happening like and i just i'm not I don't, i'm not okay with that i, I don't i don't care like now, when, now, when now, i realized that he was right. building out lore by being like oh we have this kid who might be like just awas no awas is alistair crowley's thing 
And like, no. oh, the spider is around and he's got like, is he going to be okay with his dad? And like, his dad is back. Well, like, and I was like, oh, we're not getting answers to any of this shit until like well, but, movie four. So Jake Sully though, right. Becoming a better father, right. Learning that, right. Obviously, you know, the way they build it is you have the golden son who obviously perishes and the kind of fuck up son. And in the course of this movie, right. Jake sees that in his second son, he's, you know, he sees himself and he understands, right. Like over the course of this movie, their bond grows stronger, right. As does the bond with the whole family. Is that not growth though? Is that not part of storytelling? Is that not going if from I A to B? I cared about these characters maybe, but like, I, I kind of don't. And I, I think that the fuck up son is responsible for everyone getting killed. Like, I don't know. Sure. Like, I'm not arguing that. I mean, no, so I like him, James Cameron not, wouldn't argue that. I, it's not know, like it's, his son wants to be a poet and Jake's like, you have to be a warrior. And at the end of the movie, like the son makes a poem that aligns all the Navi and his father's like, I see your value now. And like, I understand that there are different ways to fight this war. It's like, you've been an impulsive, disobedient piece of shit. Well, then it kind of movie. is what happens though. I mean, he's talking to the whale, right? That's the whole third act is built from you know, i don't think jake doesn't give a shit if he talks to the yes world, he right? does it's only the the aquamarine cat people that care no no no. they all they all realize right in the course of that third act that that outcast whale right that the Tolkien, only character who gets Tolkien. this movie Tolkien. is is uh is um you know not in fact not a you know some murderous evil beast but in fact you know a creature of empathy which right, is what the he, second son is saying no because he told them that in like the middle of the movie and they were like it yes but it matter. takes like, them there they, they're right, not but it takes to them fight. until the end like, to realize he's still that a, he's still a bad person and like but do they accept that whale at the end because yes. if anything the whales doubled down on the crime that made him an outcast in the first place because he says to them like the whale didn't kill all those navi the whale was trying to fight the whalers or whatever yeah. And they're like, it doesn't matter. They're a pacifist species. They'd rather go extinct than raise a flipper in self-defense. Right, but I believe that that thinking is altered by the end of the film I don't when think they. It is. I like. I, I'm. I and I, I'm. I'm I not trying it. to be difficult. I legitimately don't believe that they ever address whether or not that whale is now accepted, and all the whales are going to rise up in a whale riot, which will be the name of my second album. Um, or like I think that I don't think they ever tie that knot off, do they? Um, like, was there a scene that I mean? I'm th- does this movie ever end? Really? I mean, everything that happens in it is just a stepping stone to the next movie. And then, well, next again, movie yeah, that's kind movie. of the problem. Like they set up, they set up a lot of stuff, and I don't. Aside from one of the kids getting fucking axed, you know, I don't know what we've really. And Jake's like, "We're gonna go fight," and I'm like, "That's what you were supposed to do." That's what I was excited for. You took out a train. There was an insurgency. It was cool as shit. And then you came here to do that's, a sandals that's from like a for two hours. You that's wanted- a scrapped. I think it's a scrapped movie or something like that. Like he he he, like exercised a there's part a graphic, of this movie. There's a graphic novel called There We uh, Go Higher Ground that is. Kind of covers the 15 years in between Avatar and then this film, which I think was initially supposed to be the second film, but ultimately they they kind of moved to obviously this one, and so they made that story into a graphic novel of some sort. Um, we'll never but, read that. Nice. 
Brian, I was really I want I needed to know if you're going to read that or not. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so so but hold, what I was just going to say really quick is, um, I just think it's funny. Like, so your argument though, and I understand you don't care about these characters as you as you uh, as you continue to say ad nauseum is, um, uh you wanted him to make every right decision, right? Like that's, I guess I get Wait, confused. Wait, who, who like, is the he in that? Jake, Jake, right? Jake, like, I, like oh, I th- no, I, I would like, like Cameron I before, to make one or two right decisions. I don't think Jake okay, okay. makes, I don't like, what, what do you mean every right decision? What like, I'm saying is you're saying, whale, and now so, we're on no, to Jake again? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, no, hang on, buddy. What I said is you, at the end of the film, you're saying, Okay, now they're going to fight. And you're like, that's what you were supposed to do at the beginning of the movie. And as we talked about earlier, right, he makes crucial mistakes, right, that results in this movie happening. So I I, I think the movie's quite a bit more boring if at the beginning of the movie he's like, oh, yeah, let's fight. Like, I don't really know what is the movie then. If that's – is it just a battle scene and then the movie's over? Like, you're just basically saying – your problem with the movie is that a movie happened, which I guess is your problem with but the movie. But it's like not like even movie. a movie. It's like a prelude to other movies. It is, it is again, the, the, the Pirates of the Caribbean issue. It's the, well, we could either keep having cool adventures or we could try to build a, you know, connected universe. But unfortunately, that requires that we tread water right. a little bit to kind of repilot and do a, do a bunch of other stuff. Like, I, I just... It is possible to to stay where you are and keep fighting and still make mistakes. I mean, like bringing your kids along on a friggin' raid is, seems like a mistake, you know. Like he mm-hmm. he makes a shit ton of mistakes before he even moves to to Sandals Key West, you know. Like, it's, yeah, I'm um, just all my point is just my my I, my point is just I just think it's you're. <laughs> You're this specifically narratively, what you're criticizing is just I always I always struggle with a criticism I always struggle with is just a general thing of like, well, I shouldn't have done it that way. Well, I just or think it's that like that ties into this is not a movie that I like. Like, you know, right, I which like, I understand. I just think it's the that I always I always bristle at the like rewriting criticism, right? Where it's, where, oh, where it's that's like Brian's whole bread and butter. Yeah, well, man. Okay. Well, then here we go. This it's is the problem. I, with Carrie my Gold. my thing of just like, well, you know, you did it this way, and if you had done it this way, I find to be like the most like I don't even understand. It's like well, you didn't do shit. The, like the what are you you're rewriting a movie that got made? It's like right, criticize what's on me just saying this movie fucking sucks and there's no, nothing to talk no, about. No, you're being willfully you're no. What are you talking about? You I'm you, saying I'm you saying criticize plenty of, of other the, things. Being a retread of the first movie is a calamitous narrative decision. But sure. you're saying that that is me being annoyed that the movie exists and wanting to rewrite it. No, no, no. No, no, no. What no. What you're, what you, what you just said, and what you said earlier, I totally, I totally accept that. That's a good criticism, right? If the retread of the initial movie, right, as you see it, doesn't work, yes, of course, I get that. What you, what you're, what you were just saying is kind of this larger fundamental thing of like, well, they're choosing to to dig into the world, and that's not the way I would do it. So, um, you know, he he should have fought instead. And it's like, okay, well, then go write that movie. Like, what is that criticism? It's like that's not the movie we watched, right? Like, what you just said is, I think, very 
adept and I get it. I obviously I disagree with you, but I think that's, there's a specific difference between those two things. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I don't know that I just, find there to be a difference between that. Cause if not, okay. I'm just saying a thing, but I'm not like offering an alternative or back. Well, look, convoluted, con- look, convoluted and complicated are two different words as we established they earlier. Are. So <laughs> these, these are two different things. And if you can't understand that, then I don't know. What to tell yeah, you. no, maybe I'm just too tired. I don't know. But I mean, um, I, you know, yeah. again, like I think that I think that in in chase in chasing your characters, however far away they are from the initial action, you abandon the ability to to grow the depth of the world you're creating. I still don't know what the fuck what? the humans are there for. I don't understand the the fundamental driving force behind humanity. The 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 antagonists in this world is still lost on me. Like I don't. So now they're not just strip mining. Now they're going to colonize. Like are they going to like? We're only given a couple of like scenes there, and we've completely abandoned unobtainium, and now we're getting whale juice. And I just I just like, (laughs) and we have whale juice. We're getting terraforma. Like they are going to create a colony for civilians on this planet or this moon right and i would love to spend more time there to learn about that instead of being with a person who seems to be three four and five i'm not coming back for three four and five okay well like that then you're you're not gonna get that movie yeah and i don't give a shit like i don't need it i i was there for that for this this is the movie to, to to dig more and instead they just were like what if we go over here for a little bit and i'm like look i don't want to dilly dally i want characters i care about i want conflicts that i find to be morally and philosophically engaging i don't want more of this cartoon shit i'm just i'm just like i'm not into it yeah that, that kind of rides that borderline that dan's kind of talking about where it's like well the oh, characters did this i mean whatever yeah. but, but whatever yeah. I, I hear what you're saying i mean look it's i mean look it's just just a fundamental difference you just don't like the world i mean i get yeah. it i, I mean, don't know okay. what there is to like about the world what is there like? uh, okay. Dan, you like the world crackers i feel like i've been pretty clear about what there's like about the world for the last two it's hours. just like lush and it's like what if we weren't there um i like the world because i think it's quite beautiful i think i really love the growing lore of the navi people i like the origins of where it comes from i like the the indigenous you know kind of largely indigenous uh references that we mentioned earlier i think that all works quite well you know look the the racial component doesn't bother me um you know, the way it bothers others. I understand the argument. Um, I will certainly not, uh, I'm certainly not discounting it as much as I'm just kind of admitting that it doesn't, I think it's for me, it's far enough away from the inspirations that it does not bother me. Um, And then furthermore, I think what I was always excited about is almost exactly what you weren't excited about. I was excited about the extension of the world. I love all of the underwater photography in this movie, right? I love all of the creatures, right? I, I think they're they're different enough from the creatures that we know in this world, while also suggesting a lot of the creatures Cameron himself Cameron himself has seen down, you know, many many leagues under the sea. I think he's drawing from a lot of that. I think it mm-hmm. all shows up on screen. I think the detail is quite incredible, honestly, and I think. 
um i'm excited to meet new tribes and i think yeah all of that detail you know the differences like even little things right like i love that when jake goes when he goes to right try to be accepted by cliff curtis the the dynamic of the wives right where it's like jake and the uh, jake and the tears relationship feels very lived in where it's like he's kind of embarrassed to be asking for help Natiri's even kind of more mad to be there. He's aware of that. You can like the side glances of like, oh my God, is she going to say, you know, say something that's going to blow this whole thing up. And then you kind of realize Cliff Curtis is dealing with the same thing on his side with Kate Winslet. I think the fact that like the motion capture and animation allows for those nuanced moments to come through without any dialogue is frankly like a miracle. And I think mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of moments like that in this movie where the acting is it comes through incredibly. Like the scene where Kate Winslet is mourning the loss of her like you know connected uh, you know Tolkien. It's like that scene <laughs> is effective. That scene effective. Uh, I, I, I will say, I will say w- w- one her, thing. Her symbiotic, her symbiotic sister. Yeah. Well, one thing that's interesting about this film is that for the last like two, two hours or so, Spider is basically, you know, except for the humans that end up kind of invading and, and you know, uh, wrecking shop a little bit. Spider's the only one that's kind of like breaking that mold a little bit. Um, and he is he is forcefully like like put into this film and it would have been very easy for Cameron not to have a human character in that role right uh, you know an abandoned Navi or whatever right it could have been just it, it, it could have just not been a character period right and I find it interesting because he's he's gone this extra step of like changing the body type of the enemies right of of Korich and now all of a sudden it's like Navid versus Navi and it, it would have been so easy for him to not have that human character in there to kind of like you know break things up a little bit and for to allow the audiences to really really like sink their teeth into this film and like really go all in to to like the world of the Navi and I think th- that's one of the things that I appreciate about the first film like looking back at it is that every time Jake wakes up right or is like transported back to his human body it it's like a shock to the system, right? For, for the audience and stuff like that. Like you spend like 30 minutes as a Navi exploring the world of Pandora. And then all of a sudden it's like, and you're back inside this little, you know, claustrophobic, uh, base camp, you know, set, set up high in the mountains. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I think that's a brave choice. Again, Spider is in a lot of ways. He he is like he's a troublesome character to like like get your head around and like and like figure out like why why are we going through this much effort to just basically have a character that has to wear a scuba mask the entire time he's on I mean, this he's, planet. I mean, I think you're discounting how essentially is to like the function of the screenplay, which could be a criticism in itself where it's like, you need spider for the movie to work, right? You literally need a character to be 
between the two worlds, right? Do, so it's like why? Do, do, why do you? I mean, like they end up finding well, because you need someone. They go and like like they they a helicopter goes sort of that way, and so they're like, oh, I guess he's in that direction, and then they start wrecking shop, and then it's they the start killing way, whales. It's the like, same way. Spider is completely useless. It's the same way you need the framework device in Titanic, right? Like you need to cut away to something else, right? To pace you out. Listen to your our movie. episode on Titanic, did you? No, but I, I hated that framework. Okay, but that does not. But it, yeah, it works for a lot of us. No, no, but hang on. But wait, forget about works or not. Well, hang on, forget about it works or not works. If you don't have it in there, how are you telling a story which essentially happens in thirty six hours? where you have to build this um, this um timeless romance right like cameron is a smart storyteller in these ways like are these crutches sure but that's why it works right so i think spider is a similar decision that you need to break up the the uh the kind of the narrative tension right and you also have someone who because he's new to this world of these new avatar military creatures they can explain the mechanics sure the, the, the so first scenes yeah there's more than one scene the point the point is it's it's an essential character for these reasons if you if the character doesn't work i i hear you okay i'm not i, I it works for me i understand that criticism but not unlike the bill paxton sections in titanic mm-hmm. they serve right to extend and um, you know, it feels like Jack and Rose have been together for quite a bit longer than they actually have because of those scenes, because of Gloria Stewart giving you context, because of Bill Paxton asking, asking questions. If you do not have that, that movie will not succeed. And I think with Spider, you have a similar narrative device. So I think it's essential to the larger picture, to be See, honest. I find it interesting that you say, I think the movie would still succeed without Bill pa- I think it would succeed I, more. I, I think it would. Think it I th- would succeed without it, but I still like the framing device because I just enjoy in media res shit. Like, well, yeah, and as we as I we like said, just when you watch it on the episode, yeah. I I think that if you eliminate that shit, you have more time to build out your other characters and make a more like enriching, I, interesting. I, I, look, I suppose you could build out like a Victor Garber B plot to like, oh, you know, oh. to like, you know, or something like that. Well, I would, would be, dare to dream <laughs> would be the solve, right? That would be your solve. But I think that would be a mistake, right? I think keeping it focused on the romance, whether it be Gloria Stewart or yeah, but I think you can, I think you could find more moments to live in that romance. I mean, I, I we can't, we cannot have another Titanic episode. No, I'm not now, trying to have I, a, I'm just, I'm, th- this is just my observation, right? I think the, that's we, that, you know, Jack the human romance in, in my, in my mind is very, episodic. <laughs> we're not going to have, have it. any, and doesn't like, have any room to breathe. And I think if you eliminate the, the, the stuff that's happening in present day, you have more time to do that, but you are, but like you said, it's a crutch and Cameron's using it. So he doesn't have to write better. He can write. Okay. Simpler I mean, I, we won't and- agree with that, but, but I think, you know, you have the same thing in the first avatar, right. With Corich's scenes, right. That's a very, look to Robin's point. I think I, I prefer the way of water only by a hair, but I think really? Robin, you're, I think you're right though. There is a cleanliness to the first avatar. Yeah. Um, that is a good way of putting it. That is quite impressive. Like, I do love the like, yeah, it's just he's a double agent, right? That's a beautiful, I think, yep, a beautiful part of that movie where it's like 
by minute 35, you're like, oh shit, here we go. Like, okay, I, right, I see I, what's happening here. But I also so. think that like the, the, one of the problems with Avatar that extends into this movie is that there's never a reason that he would want to help the humans. The humans are so cartoonish. You're the terrible. only person who cares about the humans. Yeah. Cause I'm a fucking human. And also just I don't in give general, a shit. Like I You're find the, the, I find the, the bugs in Starship Troopers to be more sympathetic than the humans in Avatar. Okay. Wait, like, I, I just, you find the bugs more? Okay, well, the, the humans in Starship Trooper aren't sympathetic either. No, they're awful. Like that's what. Yeah, so what are we talking about? I don't know. Yeah, because they're, they're awful in Avatar. Awful in a realistic way. Like this, in, in what Avatar, are you talking about? In Starship Troopers, they're realistic. They're, they're, they're realistically realistic? awful because they're living in a fascistic society. Okay, so in Paul Verhoeven, Lenny be... Reef install satire. They're realistic, is what yeah, you're saying. Because that's okay. the whole point of his satire. Satire has to be realistic it has to be i understand in human i understand what satire is right Thank so don't act like me saying that's a fucking your like, your apples and or but your apples and oranges you're comparing starship troopers to avatar like that means anything at all i don't know what you're talking about avatar is not a satire okay right? well it's yes of all the avatars ever made avatar is the avatarist is that a better <laughs> is that a better thing to say i'm not going to compare it to any other filmed medium ever all right there, I'm, <laughs> I'm working within the framework that you're setting for me. Congratulations. Okay. I don't know what you want from me. I'm not supposed I would, to talk you know about what I would other like? movies when I would, talking I would, about I would. this movie. Yeah, let's wrap it up. I'm not I'm allowed good. to care about the humans. I'm not allowed to talk shit about how poorly it's written because then I'd have to rewrite it, which is bad criticism. I'm not like, making rules. I'm not making Next rules. Time, I'm responding write me a list to what of guidelines. I'm not, to follow I'm during this conversation. So Brian, that I don't have to spend half Brian, my time just talking about my Brian, own feelings and trying to work around these obstacles that you're setting for me. I'm not setting obstacles. I'm observing what you're saying and I'm disagreeing with you. That's all I'm doing. Is that a problem? I don't understand. What, what what obstacles am I setting? Because I like I bring up like another movie and you're like, oh my God, you're like talking about that movie when we're talking about Avatar. It's like, yeah, that's- but do we, but hang on, do we not agree? Hang on, but you're okay, but. Do we not agree? Okay, you're saying that you care about the human characters in Avatar less than the aliens in Starship Troopers. And what I'm saying is that to me just feels like apples and oranges, like they're two fully different. Like I would say, like, you know, yeah, bring up, I don't know, dances with wolves, right? Like, okay, yeah, you, you, you know, the 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 humans in Dances with Wolves have way more, you know, empathy than than. Okay, fine, I hear you. Like, like, Aren't g- they give all me humans in Dances with Wolves. Give me, give me, or the the white men. Give me, give me an example that, you know, that is comparable. Is all I was saying. That's all. That's that. But 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 whatever. Your point stands. I understand what you're saying. You find the humans to be kind of so malevolent, right, in these Avatar movies that. You you know, as a human yourself, you, you know, it pushes you away is basically the thought, right, which I guess is like a movie that's written by someone who's never actually interacted with a human being before. <laughs> OK, uh, Dan, what did you think about the high frame rate? I did not see it in high frame rate. Did you specifically do that on purpose or did you just not? No, I like, think where I live. No, I saw it in IMAX 3D. I I don't know that it was offered at the theater. The, uh, that my I was I wasn't like trying to avoid. Was, it. 
Yeah, but this was this was an unconscious decision. This was not. No, I like, would I would have I I would I, I if I could have seen it with the high frame rate, I would have liked to have because mm-hmm. I know that's a point of a lot of contention. And look, honestly, you know who knows, right? If I'd seen it, you know, if I'd seen it with the high frame rate, I know it comes in and out. Um, I, it hasn't really worked for me either. I think it kind of weirdly worked in Gemini Man for me, just because that movie's so strange. I feel like it is. Yeah, it that is. was my yeah. the high like, frame rate almost makes sense. Yeah, it added to the almost. You talked about um, you know, you know the uncanny valley. It's almost like uh, it's almost like Angley kind of was like, let's fully acknowledge this, and the high frame rate will almost kind of push it, almost enhance to- it. He was almost yeah. like antagonizing the viewer in a purposeful way, which I found kind of, <laughs> I, I thought was kind of interesting. Actually, I, I do like Gemini Man quite a bit, but but I think it's kind of a, it's almost like a dare. It's almost like Ang Lee daring himself to like, you know, make everybody hate a huge movie. Um, but um, I'm going to take a movie that would have been a surefire hit in 1998. Kind of, yeah, and I'm going to make it I mean, the yeah. most avant-garde, inaccessible yeah. thing ever. That's, I mean, that is, I mean, literally kind of what he did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no. Yeah, so I think I kind of I love it for that in a way, uh, though it fully doesn't work. It doesn't always work. Um, but so no, I did not see it. In high, I did not see this one in a high frame right now. Oh, uh, that would be another movie that worked for me. Another right? Isn't that Angley? Uh, Life of Pi. Was that three D? Yes, that was three D. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was fantastic. I don't that, and and a big part of that film was just the ostentatious like nature of like Water. <laughs> having a fucking CG tiger sitting there and you keep looking at it and you're like kind of fucking looks real man kind of fucking looks real looks looks pretty fucking good who won an oscar and then immediately went out of business they got fired i know yeah goddamn they they got fired they they got bankrupted oh yeah right right they went out of business yeah um, oh, they played, fire. and they played that guy off. That was so bad. Oh, God, God. That, was, uh, yeah, yeah. that was a dark moment. That was a bad moment. And then I think Angley didn't thank them, right? Oh, God. Uh, that was a bad I moment. I like Life of Pi. Sorry. <laughs> no, I like it too. No, I like the movie. Oh, it's just, fantastic. I thought it was just, really yeah. well made. I think that yeah. the um, like the metaphor is a little weird, but I mean, like that's from the book. But like that's I mean like that's a movie yeah. actually funny enough that's a movie where um I prefer the movie to the book actually interesting mm. um I didn't love that book Jan Martel right I didn't and yeah. that book is kind of I limited. couldn't get through the first twenty yeah I never tried to read book. it so <laughs> but well, but there's wait, a you know. lot of shipping in it so you might enjoy it I Brian oh, I thought shipping. you meant like it's a seafaring novel I I, I now realize that you meant sailing ships i thought you were like there's a lot of shipping like oh my god there's so like many FedEx. people like falling in love and getting there's crushes. so much legit oh you really oh, thought, want the yeah, yeah and the zebra <laughs> but instead it eats it. your brain has been ruined by the internet i don't know if anybody told you i yeah uh, my, yeah my tiktok <laughs> that's a but look but but i think look as we come to the end i just want to say like I know I was challenged, whatever, I was challenging you, Brian, and I appreciate you letting me do that. I, what I like, I do, I, these are my favorite episodes, okay? Because I like that it's good. This is good. Like, I like that movies can come out and make this much money and one person can hate it and one person can love it and a couple other people can be like, this worked, this didn't work. And I kind of wish, yeah, I just kind of wish all, you know, all of the discussions could have this type of kind of, you know, like diversity, because I think, um, 
yeah, I think I I just I like that Cameron can still achieve that, and I think that's been throughout his career. You know, you know, you could look True Lies, all the problematic things in True Lies. God knows, have only get worse with each passing year. And yeah, like um, an Uzi wouldn't shoot like that if you dropped it. That's what we're and um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but my point is just, I think at this high level, you know, in the Fablemans was another kind of, I thought another kind of great episode of that where it's like, I like it. I like the discourse. I like, you know, I I love that. I love this movie, but I love, I love Brian that you hate it. I think it's good. Same same thing with last year, (laughs) same thing with last year with uh, matrix resolutions, right? Well, Brian wasn't what the fuck? I, I, I know, I know, but that was that was also a movie that was like hotly oh, like sure. debated saying, and oh, stuff yes, like yes, that. Yes, yeah. yeah, similar. Yeah, all yeah. six I mean, people who saw it were constantly shouting <laughs> at each other about it. But yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I want to return Sorry, to the spider thing for a moment because no. <laughs> one thing. Yeah, let's do it. Return to the spider thing we, will be my third album. We didn't really get into that quasi romance with him. And his adopted sister. Sure. And I know mm-hmm. I've brought this up many times before, but like the Westermark effect <laughs> would virtually make this impossible. And this I find it creepy that Cameron thing. keeps pret- like there's something about the pretense of like these toddlers that grew up together falling in love is like a little weird and creepy to me. And basically, Jake and Nateria are his adoptive parents like they they raised him mm-hmm. what the fuck yeah but Natiri is willing to murder him so clearly she doesn't give a shit i um well because they treat yeah. her like she's an animal they treat who like she's an animal like they've characterized Natiri as if she's some kind of like a beast she's an she's uh, angry and she's not articulate and yada 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 like she she gives into her primal nature. This so is what you I mean. Saying, a weird. When you well, say, when you say we, when, when you say we, are you talking well, about the filmmakers? Mm-hmm. Or are you talking about the characters in the movie? Well, oh, I'm both. Sorry. You're saying both, right? You said uh, they they are like you know they characterize Natiri as an animal. The Who? filmmakers okay, characterize yeah, right. the way that they create her cat her character or the way that we're supposed to perceive her is this like ferocious animalistic you know she growls a lot she's just and mad all the time about all sorts of things she, you know we don't see a lot of th- the human side of Natiri in this movie other than the fact that you know she loves her children but you know dogs love their children so what can I say it's just a weird characterization for her but my my that was my offshoot of your comment about their parenting I just don't, you know, it's hard to see a lot of humanity in Natiri in this in this particular movie because she because Zoe Saldana does not have a lot to do in this. Well, movie. she's not a human, but like that also makes me wonder. Yeah, like, but you she's know, not she, like a, she definitely does seem to hiss more than a lot of other people do. Yeah, that well, they all to... they all hiss. I mean, all the kids are hissing constantly. I'm going to take your word for it. Spider hisses constantly. Well, Spider hisses a lot well, because he's he's mimicking them. Well, but he's mimicking them. But that that is that is a sign. Yeah, that is a sign that that is mimicking the Navi, not 
mimicking Natiri, right? He's mimicking movies. Like someone's going to pull Spider aside and be like, "Look, we can hiss at each other. You can't hiss at us." I would love it. Can you just get rid of those dreads? Those white boy dreads. Cut your fucking hair. He's like Spider. This is an intervention. Like, like you were not born in Burlington, Vermont, my friend. You can't have sex with. He's can't have sex with your god sister. Your god. Your your stepsister, who's also god. That episode. Yeah, (laughs) your your god. Your step god sister. Your god stepsister. I'm I'm gonna. God stepsister. Your stepsister who is also God. The episode no, of cannot still. fuck they're all of us, right? She's adopted sister. She's Awa, dude. Watch out. She's Awa. She's Awa. So you can't you can't you can't fuck Awa. Don't try. Stop. No, well, I'm sure Awa. somebody you up could to that fuck tree Awa. And yeah. you on. This yeah, is another thing and I don't this this just bothers me as a person with any kind of faith. I don't know if like other people of other faiths would have an issue with it, but it is kind of like a cop out that it's like you like, you're not going to meet any Navi atheists, right? Like their faith is backed up with like plug into that tree and talk to God for a second. Like it's Uh, why not? I don't know. I just like, I would love, I would love a third movie where there's like a, a godless godless tribe. Yeah. That would be (laughs) great. Godless fire people. I would love that. I'm not even going to, I was going to make a joke about what earth race they would be. And I don't even, I don't even know how to finish that joke without getting murdered. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, what it's, um, I think it just folds back into my, my sense that Cameron is writing the Navi in a very, in a very like weird, like, like I would vote for Obama a third time kind of way. <laughs> like it's, he's just like, these people are great. They pray over like every animal they kill. They can literally like bond with a horse for its entire life. They, they like <laughs> with their chill hair. with they whales stick their hair together. <laughs> yeah. Like them and the whales are like cousins who see each other like once a year, but they always get drunk together and have a great time. <laughs> And um, barbecue and and like, you know, sure, they have a religion, but it's not like Earth religions, which are like lies and myths like they plug into this tree and like it's there and like, you know, they can talk to other people from their pasts and shit. And to me, that's just like. These are very uninteresting aliens because everything that they do is like perfect and backed up and like it's not like Jake hears them be like, yeah, we we worship a serpent. That, you know, in 400 years is going to come and eat our planet again. And he has got to be like, okay, that's interesting. I don't know if I, like, is that a thing? And they're just like, no, come and meet God. You'll get it. And we're awesome and perfect. Like, there's just something about that writing and that narrative setup that I just, I just find it uninteresting. Like, it's like if people were like, oh, what if there was proof of heaven and proof of God? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like my religion would mean a lot less then. Like, there's just there's something about that, you know, that this is like a, an atheist is like, I'm going to write a religion, but one that makes sense because you can tie your hair to a willow tree and God will tell you you're doing good. And it's just it's 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 indicative of, I think, a lot of my problems with the narrative of this movie. Um, and also it's sad because Spider's never going to get to meet Awa. 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 He's meeting her whenever he holds her hand. True. Yeah. He's trying to date her, so. Yeah, but you, can they? You know, I'm not even gonna ask that question. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on can an archive of our own, stop? and I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> Someone has figured it out. Oh my god, go I love that pad. website. <laughs> you nerd. Wait, what was that? 
I love that website, you nerd. I've never been there. I'm just aware of it. Mm-hmm. What website? An archive of our own. It's like the original, like, fandom, like, shipping, like, slash fic, fanfic site. <laughs> I'm slash looking, fic at, it. Is I'm so looking at it right now. Slash fic is, like, such a relic of 2003, in my opinion. Because now we'll just be like, why are we characterizing any of the LGBTQ possible relationships in fan fiction? Shouldn't that just be fan fiction? Instead, it's got to be slash fiction. I thought slash fiction was any fan fiction that involved romance and sex. No, slash only refers to same sex romances. Oh, so wait, what? So if it's if it's a guy and a girl getting it on, what's that? Fan fiction. Oh, really? I've been using that word wrong for the last 20 years. Wait, 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 wait. Slash fiction is a genre of fiction that focuses on romantic or sexual relationships between fictional characters of the same sex. I had no idea. I am am confusing slash fiction and slash film now because slash (laughs) film is because because of, like, you know, the... (laughs) the folders and stuff like that of like here's this category and it's film uh so when you were saying slash fiction i was just like wait what slash fic is when somebody writes fan fiction about two characters that would not otherwise be together and usually it's a two same-sex people and then they slash them together so that means that like literally when you read the fic name, let's say it's like Ron and Harry, or uh, I'll say like Ron and Snape. I don't know, I just made that up. It would be like R slash, like, you know, the the slash, uh, God, what is that called? Not a, what is slash. the slash? It's the, it's the slash. It's just it's a slash? Like HTTP colon else? slash slash. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it would be like R slash S. So you're like, okay, that's a slash fic. Now, is it a slash for every other romance? Yes. But for some reason that caught on as the uh as the terminology to write about specifically same-sex relationships like ron and hair like ron and draco i don't want to keep saying ron it's usually like Harry you want to fucking get on, <laughs> on with ron so I bad i love ron weasley so much it's disgusting um like, is that his like adopted family when that break your little like adopted family thing rule okay so he grows up with him yeah, a slash slash is for is for gay, but apparently het is for heterosexual. Yeah, but nobody so says the word hetfic. Like maybe they do now, but Dude, that was never know. a terminology that we had. I'm my Google. She's she's literally telling us, Brian. Why are you arguing with her? I'm not arguing. You're like, I'm you're just saying, arguing. You did. Yeah. No, I wasn't. Bill, stop. Fuck you. Fucking assholes need to stop putting words in my mouth. I swear to fucking God, it's getting really goddamn annoying. <laughs> he's he's not arguing with me. I think he's just learning about the subculture. Yeah, no, anyway. I'm like, I'm ruining my Google algorithm <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> it's fine. My point is, I just think that the idea of slash fic is kind of antiquated because yeah, no, you know, maybe it... 20 years ago, that's like, whoa, we're putting two boys together and that this has actually been a thing since star trek like the first fan fiction writers were female fans of star trek trying to get like spock and uh captain whatever the fuck his name is together yeah him (laughs) it in no way shocks me that you remember spock's name but not kirk's name 
I mean, yeah, I like. Yeah, like which one of those is your guy? <laughs> yes, obviously. Well, yeah, it, clearly you haven't seen the new Spock because uh, he's pretty jacked. So, nah, not for me. No, Nimoy yep. for life. Exactly. Yeah, Nimoy for life. Um, so anyway, that's no, I agree just with you, Robin. That it is, it, yeah, I thought Slashback was just like, yeah, they're fucking. I didn't realize that it was uh, homosexual because, yeah, at this point, almost I would say the bulk of fan fiction being produced is probably like that. Like queering up a source material yeah. is like just a huge the bread huge and butter business. of fan fiction. Writers like ninety percent of the internet, probably. Yeah, and I would say fan fiction writers tend to be mostly women and girls between the ages of like 11 and 60. <laughs> Just what? a good 50 year span. Yeah, exactly. Just, I'm going to hedge my bets and claim three generations. Like there's a good chance that anything you read is either a young teenage girl or a woman in her like, late 30s early 40s is yeah my she's just about to hit menopause um mm-hmm. the last what? thing that dan the last thing that dan said was i'm on it right now and i have not heard from him so d- are you there i'm just letting you guys talk you guys oh i thought you like, like fell down a rabbit hole oh, well, finally we arc- got our say on an archive of our own so i was wondering like what'd you find like what are you what are you reading right now i'm just chilling okay. just, just just enjoying the conversation i thought you were like i'm gonna let them talk and i'm gonna read this ron <laughs> Robin's gotten in my Ron head. only belongs with Hermione, says moi. I, I take your word for it. I think they're a very handsome couple. Mm-hmm. I have no. I idea. thought all that discussion is just shipping. Yeah, I mean, this is shipping Which, is not just know, fan fiction. Fan fiction is an element of shipping, but I could be a shipper who never reads or engages in fan fiction yeah, at all. So I'll I'll put it this way, Bill. I really wanted Jeff and Annie to get together, right? That's shipping. I'm shipping those two characters in Ooh. community. Oh, in community? Ew. I thought they would like work well. I think the age difference is not great. But anyway, so like if I if I was like or Scully and Mulder, there we go. I'll go back to my childhood. I wanted Scully and Mulder to get together real bad. Those two were made for each other. I shipped them. In conversations, I would ship. Them. I, oh my god! I really wish they would get into a relationship. I am shipping them. Would I ever sit down and write a six thousand word, you know, independently produced piece of fiction about their first date? No, I don't have the imagination for that. Yeah, but, but you that's may go on Reddit and like is. read yeah. a lot of theories or evidence or watch a lot of YouTube. Like, oh my god, there's so many what? YouTube. <laughs> No, no, like seriously, like YouTube um, screenshots of like couples who have that will they or won't they like looking at each other. That's like a real thing. I discovered the song Call Me Maybe in like 2012 because I watched a video on Brienne and Jamie. the Tormund Giants fan. No, Jamie. the Lannister. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Lannister. Lannister. Jamie. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's when I was like, oh my God, I ship them. And also this is a cool song. I like it. Yeah, no, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Great artist Mm -hmm. um what's uh i can't even i've never seen no the anime things that's what i'm used to i'm used to like you know lincoln park with like you know two anime characters you want to get together oh yeah which i guess lets you know how old i am i don't know (laughs) that seems like a subculture of a subculture are people no i'm not gonna get into this conversation 
Okay. I'm actually right. not going to do it this time. I've stopped myself and I'm not going to ask the question. Great, because some people have to eat dessert. Well, what's for dessert? <laughs> Whale juice. Earl Grey pie. Earl Grey pie. pie. Wait, what? All right, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at Robin's stories later tonight so I can see a picture <laughs> of Earl Grey pie. It's an Earl Grey chiffon pie. I'm even. Isn't chiffon a type of fabric? We're not. No. I'm gonna look what? at your stories. I will comment. I will get more information then. Good. Take the picture. Post it. I will. I've already taken it. Okay, great. I'm getting on Instagram now. Um, I haven't posted it yet. Fuck, damn it. All right. Um, <laughs> so that's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, how long have we been talking? Like two and a half hours? Two and a half hours. Something, I gotta pee, man. I know. And we started at a half an hour late. So like, this is, this is crazy. Um, are there any other things? We haven't talked about uh, fuck up son and cute cat chick. Does anyone have any opinions about that romance? Like, what are, what are we, all right, here, that's a good way to wrap it up. What are we all looking forward to in Avatar 3, whatever the subtitle is? Uh, let's start with, let's start with our guests. Dan, Mecca, what, what's the thing that you're looking forward to? Don't, like, make a prediction mm. of what's going to happen, but tell me, like, what's the thing that you're like, I can't wait to get more of that, or I can't wait to see how this plays out? Uh, I am excited to learn more about the Sigourney Weaver character and what that exactly will be and to like meet more tribes. Those are the two main things. All right. Bill Graham. So when they check into the white Lotus, I want to see, <laughs> um, uh, no, uh, this time I really hope they give the concierge more to do. I feel like that was a real wasted opportunity. It was a highlight ooh, of the first season. I like the idea of white Lotus Pandora. Oh my episode. God. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell Yeah. Can you imagine Corch is is the front desk guy? Like you gotta check in with him <laughs> and every he's day. Like secretly queer. Every every time he he's just like we're not in Kansas anymore, and you're yeah, just like I know his, his you've whole, said that five times. His What's whole going on? Three speeches. You're not in Kansas anymore. Oh my god, <laughs> I've been yeah, here twice. I, guess, I love this. He does this all the time. Just listen. <laughs> I can see that being a crossover with like Jungle Book, where it's like oh, they're NPCs. But then they resurrect Jennifer um, Coolidge's Coolidge. character as a Navi. Oh my god! And she's so big <laughs> as a Navi, she knocks over even more stuff. Uh, I love her. Okay. okay anyway, um, <laughs> what am I? What am I looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? Um, I'm. I'm hoping that. When, when is this thing supposed to come out? Like, it's not next year. Th- no, 2024, right? Is uh, it yeah, I believe it's a couple of years. They're, yeah. they're, they're finished filming, so. Yeah, they're, they're, he said it's like 95% done or something 2024 like that. 2024 is what I'm seeing online. It's December 20th, okay. to be exact. So so I got I to gotta wait another year, basically. A, a, no, a full, like two, a full two, two years. Two, two years. Yeah, just shy of two years. Um, okay, another fifteen uh, for Avatar four. Uh, you know the the way he's cooking these out now. Finally, oh no, it's apparently um, twenty six. We'll what is that? F four tar. He hasn't even started that. One. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Um. No. Uh. But 
I will say that I'm I'm curious, obviously, to see where the spider arc goes. Um, I'm really hoping that, you know, maybe maybe they'll kind of tie that one up. He's he's hinted that like it could have just been two and three and he would be done and walk away from it. But, you know, four and five were kind of dependent on on audience engagement and stuff like that. So clearly he's just like, all right, I guess I'm making four and five. Y'all pulled pulled my uh my or you know you called my bluff um so i i think i'm hoping that he makes another generational leap in terms of the technology and stuff like that um i think he it was kind of rumored um but he he kind of shot it down that like glassesless 3d i think that would be like a huge game changer um especially for like home cinema as well um i feel like has has anyone ever seen uh like in in home 3d like the ones that came Uh, out yeah with the glasses Mm -hmm. yeah i did um my one of my roommates bought a 3d tv with like extra pairs of glasses and i watched titans no what's the tarsum movie about the gods Immortals? Oh, Immortals? Immortals. Yeah. yeah. It was not bad. I mean, like, you know, it wasn't a theater, but like nothing is a theater except for a theater. But like, yeah, it was pretty good. Robin, have you ever tried that out? No. 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 What, what about you, I, DJ? Uh, not to my recollection. My buddy had one, but I can't. I, we watched like Fury Road on it. I remember it being effective, but I don't have much of a memory of it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. another good 3D movie, Fury Road. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um had had yeah, that that little skull thing flying yeah, at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was fun. Um like yeah, no. Had some fun in it too. Mhm. Him him dangling on his little little cords. Yeah. Uh I, I think I think if he can get a hold of of that, maybe change that. Um but, you know, in 2 years, I don't know. That's that's rough. Um maybe he can get figure out high frame rate. Maybe he can he can crack that code, but um I feel like high frame rate crack from, my brain open. <laughs> from, from what I understood, really his his whole thing was like let me let me amp it up in the underwater sequences to really kind of make it feel a little bit more alien a little bit more maybe in your face and a little bit more reality bending um kind of you know harp on uh or hop on uh some more matrix stuff but i don't know uh besides that besides the spider thing i think i think maybe answers about uh the the little girl um the spontaneous combustion girl. <laughs> no, spontaneous yeah. generation, not spontaneous combustion. That's the uh, next you, you don't. Yeah, you don't know what what she's gonna do. Maybe she'll spontaneously combust yeah. to really become a part of AWA. Robin, what are you looking forward to in the next movie? Fire Navi. Fire Navi. Are they gonna yeah. be like red? Do you think? I don't know. I I don't know. It's like what is this uh doing all the elements i mean i mean I yeah 100 forest Earth. water air the mountain ones are gonna be like maybe the they'll gorons. just be flying with ones. our powers combined they've well the yeah, problem literally. is that he already made the forest ones kind of the flying ones too so everyone's like, oh no 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 the, the no, flying ones, ones are supposed to be on their own 
No, 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 no. The the flying ones are supposed to be much more like, oh no, we don't, we don't fuck around with trees, bro. Like we, we fly. Have we met a flying tribe? No, no, no. I mean, I'm just making this up. Up up in, I think, I think there's supposed to be like up in the Hallelujah Mountains or whatever. There's supposed to be more tribes up there that are like specifically. Uh huh. Okay, I don't know. I can't. Um. I'm not going to watch the third movie. I'm not looking forward to it in any way. So I'm not even going to. I don't know if they do ah, go to the fireplace. I'd love it if there was like a salamander that could walk on lava. If someone goes and sees it. Why and not says, a Navi that can do that? No, I want a sa- I want a very large rideable salamander that walks on lava. If someone tells me that's in that movie, I'll watch it. All four hours and 67 minutes of it. Um. Okay, so that's all. Uh, Dan Mecca is our guest. Any final words on this before we leave? Uh, no, I like it. You should see it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and that's it. All right, killer. Uh, that is all for today. Robin Barr, what are we talking about next time? Pinocchio. Pinocchio. That Pinocchio. Hell yeah. going to be awesome. Um. Cool. So until then, let me remind everyone that you can go to patreon.com slash filmstage show to give us your money. You can go to mubi.com slash filmstage for a free 30-day trial of Mubi, the curated streaming service that is dedicated to elevating great cinema. They've got some awesome stuff on there. Um, Lady Macbeth is the movie of the day today, Sunday, as we record this. And uh, according to, what was it, Robin, that movie is Scorched Earth Awesome. Robin's dead. Robin's eating her cake now. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, you cut out. What did you say? <laughs> you you liked Lady Macbeth, right? Oh, I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Scorched cool. Earth Awesome. Yes. So clearly I didn't cut out too much. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so that's on there. Check it out. They've got some Nicholas Winning Ref in on there as well. They got some cool shit. Check it out. That's mubi.com slash filmstage for a free 30-day trial. Let's tell the people at home where we could be found between now and the next time that we shout into their ears, we begin with our guest, DJ Mecca. Um, you can find me at thefilmstage.com and please take a listen to the B-Side podcast with me and Connor O'Donnell. And uh, Robin, have you been on the B-Side podcast? No. Take oh, you got to come on. on. You got to get on. Yeah, yeah. let's do Who's it. Who's on deck yeah. that we can throw Robin's way? Yeah, we're, uh, we'll we'll offline. There's plenty of options. Yeah, okay, you get, we got We got to get you in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Would love Sweet. it. Billy Zane. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Except I've about... only really seen one Billy Zane movie that I know. Right, Dead Calm. Are you still you? doing the uh, like the near misses or whatever you called them? I can't. Almost movie stars. Yeah, we we did um um we did a good episode on Taylor Kitsch uh, last year oh, for that. That is a good one. Yeah, that was a oh, fun. Man, I I wanted fun. to like John Carter so much that that movie still John should have been. Carter. I love that, John Carter. Yeah, that should still be called John Carter of Mars. They they fucked that up royally. Yeah, they really they messed that's, up. That's that's so think dumb. Save the movie, but like you know, still no. Did you ever do like, one on that, Matthew Davis? No, that would be a good one. If you if you ever do Matthew Davis, I must be a come part on. Of that, so I yeah, can he's an about- interesting guy. Blue Crush below below uh, is below's kind of cool. good. Darren Aronofsky. Kitch. Kitsch and then uh and then what about the guy from Tron? Right? Oh well, yeah, Gary Hedlund, you could certainly have the dis- I guess you could call him an almost movie star. I mean, I he, mean he was in he was in Pan. He had the moment. Yeah. <laughs> a movie that I loved. I don't think I think loved. he's That's he's had a good, he's had a solid career, but yeah, he definitely 
went the kitsch route to some degree for sure. Matt Davis um, was an S Darko. Oh, was he? Oh man. As someone yeah, Matt Davis, interesting not. guy. Interesting guy. Tigerland. Ty- um, oh, that's right. Yeah. He was entire. Yeah. He was fucking great in Tigerland. Yeah, he's good. I mean, you know, he and once again, I think he's another guy who still works. But yeah, he, oh, they had a moment in Legally Blonde. Away. Yeah, if you ever if you ever kick that up again, Matt Davis. Talk about All right. Davis. So noted. Write noted. It down. I, I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Sweet. <laughs> he's on 123 episodes of The Vampire Diaries. I'll start watching now so I can talk about <laughs> his performance as Alaric Saltzman. Context is is key for the Matt Plus, Davis episode. Oh, don't 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 go down the Vampire Diaries uh, rabbit hole because then you'll start watching Legacies and start oh, watching like all this other shit. Something called Legacies, which I don't know what that yes. is. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I saw Erica watching Vampire Diaries and I was like, oh, this is cute. And then like <laughs> I I came I came back like a week later and she was watching like season eight and I was like there's eight seasons of this and she's like oh yeah and there's like a a follow-up series and I was like Jesus Christ like what is going on like 24 seasons quietly <laughs> yeah basically. Michelson a tribrid daughter of a vampire werewolf yes Yes, this is so So weird. One of her parents is a vampire werewolf hybrid, and I guess they fuck a human, so she's a tribrid? I don't know. Makes her way in the world. Well, I would love to know how one makes their way in the world. So I can't. I mean, that's that's underworld evolutions, right? Or you know, whatever. Michael. Anyway, I'm I'm excited to to begin my Matt Davis deep dive so that I can begin. Yeah, start the prep. Exactly. Looking forward to it. Um Cool. Can't wait for that. Uh, Bill Graham, where can people find your stuff online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Bill Instagram. I don't tweet, so I won't even tell you. Um, you can also find me mixing it up on the Slack channel. Uh, yeah, good stuff going on. Lots of, lots of good stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> Robin Barr, where can we find your archive of our own? Uh, Jesus Christ, I can't even find my old fanfiction.net stuff. Um, oh my God. All right. She's been searching for screen name? I, I like, wish we were more popular fuck? so I could tell someone to find it and they would do it. If this was blank check, people would have already found it by now. No, I really don't think... I what I would you, like to know, frankly, but I just don't think... What did you write about? Find it. Ron Hermione, obviously. All I right. think I also wrote a fanfiction about Ron and Hermione's daughter that goes to Hogwarts and falls in love with Malfoy's son. So I was all about the cursed child before the cursed child was even real. Is that Um, the plot of the cursed child? No. So actually the plot of the cursed child is that Harry's son falls in love with Malfoy's son. Um, But it's close enough, right? You know, Romeo and Juliet, they're aligned in dignity. They are. They are families both alike in dignity. Um, yeah. Cool. Interesting. All right. So where can people actually find you online? Uh, they can actually find me at R-O-B-Y-N-B-A-H-R on Twitter. You can also find me on Letterboxd. And uh, my writing is sometimes at The Hollywood Reporter. All right. Excellent. As for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter, of course, at Brian J. Rowan. Uh, find me on Instagram at Brian J. Rowan. Find me on Letterboxd. I'm going to try to be better about Letterboxd this year at Brian J. Rowan. 
And of course, you can go to BrianJerone.com and uh, InkwellWhiskey.com to learn about the whiskey that I'm making and SchmidtSpirits.com to learn about the distillery I work at. If you're in the D.C. area, come down and uh, drink with us. Um, other than that, don't forget that I can be also found at TheFilmStage.com where you can also find every episode ever produced of this here podcast. So check it out. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. And tune in next week. We will be talking about Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Pinocchio.